Welcome back to Escaping Kasteberus, the podcast where we rewatch, reminisce, and review everything Doctor Who from 2005 to present. My name is Rich. I am joined by my wife, hey. Amy. <laughs> Amy actual wife. Hudson. Ooh. Ooh, that's grim. Don't like it's grim, that at it? all. It's grim. I know. Absolutely horrible. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Welcome back. Well, I, mean, I say, I say, well, yeah, welcome back to, to all of us, really. I mean, it's we're, we're back on it. I mean, because Amy and I don't use Discord in any other capacity apart from recording, the last time we actually recorded was July the 2nd. That's Oof. crazy. And today is November 19th. Oof. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot has happened in the last six or five months since we last recorded. Yeah. And that is quite literally why we're here today, because I put out a tweet uh, a couple of weeks ago, over on at Castapod, um, asking whether you'd like us to jump straight back in with the Sontaran stratagem and the Poison Sky, which is what's next uh, in series four, uh, or whether you'd like a good old uh, good old gossip, get your tea, slurp slurp, and find out what's been going on in our lives. Uh, for yeah, because we've five been a months. little bit like hesitant to share. Um, yeah, I, I didn't go so. Obviously, I'm assuming most of you saw it because the view count on the video version on YouTube had about the same viewership as every other episode of the podcast. I did like a very quick well, a few minutes just mm-hmm. to say, look, we need to go away for a bit. Um, obviously, we are the, the world's number one sporadic podcast, but we like we, we were very, <laughs> very clear um, and said, you know, we, we need to go away for a bit because there's a lot of stuff going on in our lives. I wasn't going to go into loads of detail right there and then. It was not the place nor the time. Just wanted to get it done and out the way. And as of now, it is done and out the way. And that's why, in the sake of clarity and transparency, I said this before. I think I said it, I don't know if I said it on that, that update. I think or I it might have mentioned have been on it the before. Video, something where like I've that. said that I, I really appreciate the idea of full transparency with the, the viewership, with, the, with your audience. Um, about what's going on and why things aren't happening. It was one of my biggest gripes uh, when I worked at What Culture was the fact that things would just change and we were never given the, the green light from management to, to actually make it known that things were going to change. Like mm-hmm. chatty faces went dead for a while. Um, I think it was while I was still there and then it didn't really come back for like a year. But there was mm. never any kind of like clarification or actually mentioning the fact that it's like, by the way, guys, we need to make this known. Even when even when people left the company, they didn't actually ever say acknowledge. By that. the way, they're gone. Jules made a very very big um, effort to make sure that was the case for me and for mm-hmm. Osley and for James. So that's changed. But yeah, anyway. So we are here today. We're not to talk about Doctor Who specifically, but to talk about us. To talk about yes, Mister and Missus Hudson. Life. Gross. Grim. Absolutely <laughs> I still can't horrible. get used to it. It's I know, it's what, weird. I'm going to keep saying it. Six weeks now, six, seven weeks since uh, you got married. Uh, six weeks. Uh, five six weeks. Six weeks. Five oh, weeks. On, let me count. It's, it's, sure it, was it's the 11th, it was the 11th of October. It's now the 19th of November, so just over One, five weeks. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, five and a half, nearly six weeks. Yes. So, yeah, we've been, we have been a married couple for the last five weeks. Um, and we will get to the wedding and we will talk to you about it. 
Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, you'll get a few pictures as well. So if you're mm-hmm. listening to this, um, please continue to listen if you're on Spotify or whatever, wherever you get your podcasts. But if you want to see a few pictures, um, if you're not already following either myself or Amy on Instagram, uh, you'll see them on YouTube as well. But yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna get to the wedding and discuss that like a bit later on. First of all, we need to get the good soup, the good tea, the good boss. <laughs> the out good tea. First. Although when we lived it, it was the horrible tea. <laughs> horrible tea. It was, uh, yeah, it was a travesty. tea. Um, it, oh, that was oh, terrible. I know, that was bad. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Castor Pod's back, baby. Um, yeah, it was a rough time. And I, I alluded to it when I did the update. And I uh, have, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen my rants before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to, the best place to start when it comes to 2023 and what happened uh, is to go back to January. So as said in the update, we came into 2023 ready to rock and roll with it with Castapod and going, yep, we're going to do this. Like we, we booked it in the calendar every three weeks at least. Yeah. If we found time to do it extra, we'd just jump in and, and, and get episodes recorded and then still release them like more mm-hmm. evenly spread. So if we ended up at, like ahead of it all, then brilliant. Um, and we definitely, we, did, we genuinely did come in with that, that want to do it properly. Um, and we did it for a while. Well, yeah. I don't know how long it was that we did it for, <laughs> it but long. we did it for a, a short period of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, we were like, oh yeah, we're getting married in October. And if anybody's ever planned a wedding, that's busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of work, especially it's for a your, lot of work. especially for your wife to be who absolutely smashed it. I will say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would just like to give myself some credit because as much as like I'm not a big headed person at all I would be the first person to be like oh no it wasn't just me like it's not this it's not that but when it came to the wedding like I practically did most of it it was and (laughs) I'd say 80% of it was me (laughs) I, I did what I was told when I was told and Yes, I probably should have made more of an effort to be like, Rich, you need to do stuff now. Um, but I'm also very much that kind of person that is, hey, if you want something done, your husband's not going to yeah, do it for do you. It. If you want to do it right, um. do it yourself. I agree. I'm the same. And that's why Amy did it, because Amy is fundamentally better at me, better than me better at, at doing... You. Be- yeah, you're better at being me than I am being me. Um, I mean, she's, yeah. she's better at that sort of stuff than I am. So like I said, I did what I was told when I was told. There were still things I did myself, which mm-hmm. we'll get to. Um, but yeah, so the wedding, when that that, that started to spin up, um, obviously for the last sorts of, what, two months, I think. It was yeah, kind of like, I would like, say kind that... Of like two months before, we were like absolutely really on top of it and then we mm-hmm. just kind of waited for like the weekend before yeah um, so the way it kind of things moving yeah the way it kind of played out was that we had when we got engaged which was october 2021 yeah. it was like immediately off the ground because we knew exactly how long we had to save we knew exactly what we wanted to do and how big we wanted to go with this thing and it wasn't like a huge wedding but it was definitely big enough that we felt like it did our desires justice you know we basically had a big party which was fantastic um but so it was very heavy on the ground to start with so it was all booking the venue booking the registrar booking all that kind of like stuff that you have to have to be able to get married um photographer videographer we got those straight out the gate because we wanted them booked and shout out to the photographer and the videographer by the way so our photographer was daniel ackerley photography he's uk based um and he i think he's from 
Peterborough, but he operates all over the UK. Um, Yeah, he might be from Cambridge. I'm not sure, but he's Midlands, but he operates all over the UK and he is an absolutely fantastic guy. He's so down to earth. We will will get to all of that. Yeah, and yeah. Mark, also Mark, our videographer, Mark Asplin, is just amazing as well. But anyway, yeah. um, so we booked all of that good stuff. And then you kind of hit a point where you're like, right, can't really do much now, except just kind of like do little bits in between, like make decisions on stuff you want to do in future. So we got, we went through these kind of like really busy and then really low troughs. And it was... Which is, which is why when it came to 2023, at the start of the year, we thought, hey, we've got time to kind of yeah. put Castapod back on the table and really kick off with it. But mm-hmm. as, but it, as yeah, it edges I mean, ever closer to the time, we yeah. get more... We, I mean, the thing is, we knew that the wedding would start taking precedent. Yeah. But then what we're going to move on to now is what then got in the middle of everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And also I had throughout the process, if you're a regular listener, you'll probably know that I went through a few jobs during this time period as well. Like it sounds like I was constantly hopping from job to job. But when we moved back to Northampton, um, which was about six or seven months before we got engaged, I between that and get engaged I'd already worked at like two different places and then in January I went to go on to another place and then I went to a different job in the hospital so I've changed jobs a lot throughout all of this as well which is if anybody knows starting a new job very stressful so it was a lot <laughs> and this is not this is just to kind of throw in this is not because of Amy well it actually it is because of Amy's ability in the fact that you are very good at what you do yeah it's and not because I got sacked kind of like <laughs> ma- yeah you're making ground for yourself and moving up the ladder you weren't just like yeah. a, I'm terrible I'm getting sacked yeah it's no it wasn't like because that. I was it's bad very at my much job the it was because I had a job that wasn't right for me and I thought no I want to do more than this you and were so fully I genuinely made- before you went into the NHS, you were too good for them. Yeah, yeah, and it was genuinely my job turned into quote unquote delivery driver, which is not what we want. Delivery um, driver slash literally like running the business, which is yeah, just pretty such a much. weird combo. Um, which wasn't even my business, so hey ho. But it, anyway, not the point. So I wanted to move on, and I wanted to get do something better. And now I do something better, and we will get to that obviously as the timeline evolves because we're going to literally start we're still in, at the beginning we've of the technically year. like we've not even te- technically in 2023 yet but yeah so a we lot, start at the beginning of the year and move our way forward a lot just amy's just punching a microphone, microphone. <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh dear absolutely so you can tell we've not been at it for a while chaos um, chaos yeah so january 2023 uh leading up to this point it's been made abundantly clear. I think I, we might have mentioned it just kind of in passing on the podcast and i've definitely said it on twitter we lived in a, a rented property. Um, mm-hmm. It was the only place we looked at when we moved down to Northampton. We didn't have much time and because when we moved, it was early 2021. The pandemic was still very much in full swing. So finding yeah. places to live, we kind of we, we kind of didn't have much, not much, didn't have much choice, but there wasn't much going. Though beneficially, the house we moved into, like on paper, and really when we were there, it was like, mm. this house is great. It was a lovely house. It's a lovely area. Yeah. Um, nice and I would say quiet um, in every other regard yes um, but the main issue that we had was with our neighbour and now that this has been and gone we've been in this house for what about two months now 
no, not two months yet. We moved in on almost. We moved in to this current house on the twenty first of September, twenty twenty three. So oh, the so house nearly, that we are nearly yeah, two nearly months two though. months. So the house that we are in now, as recording this, is not that same house. <laughs> no, we we have bought a house. Yes, we have. We, we've moved away. It's lovely. It's so nice. We're finally getting things underway and actually feeling like the chaos of moving is starting to die down but we'll, we'll get again we can get to that a bit later um but yeah so we, we had this we, we moved into this house it's where castapod came back mm-hmm. um we start we restarted castapod at our house in northampton um and then as, as the time went on we were having more and more issues with our with our neighbor who we were in a row of four terraced houses and ourselves yeah. and this particular neighbor we were the middle two so this was um, our direct next door neighbor yeah and her her she had a pun a pench a penchant penchant for throwing parties in her property from a particular proclivity for parties <laughs> <laughs> she had she liked throwing these parties from what the thing that made it annoying was the fact that they always started so incredibly late mm-hmm. and i'm talking like 11 o'clock half past 11 is when people would start turning up to these things and they would go on sometimes it would be midnight one o'clock you know yeah yeah it got and these houses were built in what the 80s so the walls aren't very thick and we had to deal with so much ruckus from them um so that we yeah so it, it came to the evenings it reached a point in sort of what the spring when yeah. we were a we were struggling to sleep because of the noise that was there when it was there but the thing that really hit us down the most was the fact that going to bed and and this could this could happen on any night of the week i might add it's not just the weekends mm-hmm. literally any night of the week we could hear the front door slam at half 11 and we go oh for god's sake here we go again mm-hmm. um it reached the point where it would just be i would be in a perpetual state of anxiety I could yeah. barely sleep because I was there just, I was lying in bed, just anticipating, just waiting mm-hmm. to get that inevitable. Like if anything, sometimes when it did happen, it actually was almost a relief because at least then I'm not yeah, then at least kind of know. in the mindset, is this going to happen now? Um, but it, it got to the point where we were both struggling a lot, yeah, like mentally lot. with like physically as well, because we weren't sleeping and we'd mentally had to like, because we've, we'd had, we just had to deal with this, this nonsense and but it was two, by this point it was two years of nonsense like yeah, it wasn't two years even. of it and it's it's not even like we hadn't put feelers out with our neighbor because we had you know mm-hmm. we are not we're not bad people we're not bad neighbors we're very very like we're quiet people we don't like kicking up big stinks and um, we don't get into spats with people or anything we just not like that we don't we don't mm. like, while i love the goss i love the tea i'm not going to be out there trying to make drama we're, no. we're just not that kind of people um, I can't be bothered, to be honest. No, I know. I just can't. I can't be bothered with it. Um, but so, you know, we'd have points over the course of those first two years where we have to go, we'd go knock on her door at one in the morning and say, you know, will you shut up? And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And obviously... Always drunk, obviously. Ob- obviously always very drunk. Um, obviously she wouldn't. Um, no. And then when it came to, to January specifically, w- leading up to that point, because we were in contact with the council um, mm-hmm. with environmental health to be like, look, this woman's a nuisance. It's a noise nuisance. It's a noise disturbance. Please, please help us, basically. Um, and the council, shout out, West Northamptonshire Council, just we didn't love. care. Didn't no, care. Not at all. Not a care in the world. 
they we had we had like an app we'd send recordings through and they would go no can't hear it no, not, good not old really. russell yeah. if anybody has to deal with russell at northampton council good fucking love yeah thanks mate um <laughs> yeah absolutely no help but the worst part was leading up to the end of 2022 and coming into 2023 it felt like we were being led on by the council that it felt like they were gonna they were about to do something so when it came to mm-hmm. us having to re-sign our contract for like april which was I've kicked off in January to say, hey, are you going to be are you going to sign on for another year? We were thinking, you know what? She's about to get a bollocking. So yes, I think we'll be okay. But also, Mistake. it wasn't so much that yeah, it wasn't so much that we wanted to actively sort of. It wasn't so much that we were thinking purely based on her her actions that we would be able to be there for another year it at the time we also were like we're getting married in October like we haven't really got an option to move before we get married because we haven't really got the money for a deposit on the house at the moment and we also we can't afford to move anywhere just to rent for what might only be like another year like why would we do that worth it doesn't seem worth it so we were just kind of like if we get through the wedding and then we get to the other side of october then we've got six months left on our contract to be able to like look at potentially buying a house see where we are financially and kind of it was just the best option for us and although we were like Rich said, we were kind of in leagues with the council at this point thinking, oh God, they're, they're, you know, we're nearly there. They're going to do something. It's fine. It all went to crap. <laughs> yeah. So we'd, I think it was not not long after we signed the, the tenancy for another year, as Amy said, because it would then accommodate for the wedding. And it was like 2024 is the year we buy a house. That was mm-hmm. always the plan. Um, literally a matter of days after we signed that contract, the council came back and said, yeah, we're not doing anything. Basically, basically yeah. a massive screw you, middle fingers and everything. It was just like, really? Thanks. That that's that's wonderful. All and the their excuse, we said, like, yeah. What was sorry? Their excuse? No, it's okay. I was going to say because at the time when it was viable enough to be a um, like a reportable incident, it was. Oh, sorry, it's not frequent enough. And then at this point, when it was happening literally once, twice, three times a week, it was, oh, sorry, it's not loud enough. It's like, I'm sorry, what the hell do you want from us? Yeah, sorry. Like, are you genuinely just not going to help us? We'd, we'd been in league with their, like, letting agents and landlord, and they also didn't do anything. Um, they couldn't. So, yeah, it, that, was a, that was a really big blow for us back in, like, really early into the year. And then... <laughs> In January, as we get to about mid-January, um, one one weekend, I say one week, it was a Friday and a Saturday, technically into a Sunday, um, mm-hmm. she t- decided to do two nights, two very loud nights on the bounce on a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah. Um, Friday night, there were there were her kids there, as well as I assume some other kids, and the, the, there was an adult playing upstairs with them at like quarter midnight, being immensely loud. Yeah, like, who doing knows? Whole, and the kids are screaming and running around, and there's all the adults downstairs getting really drunk and being really loud and it's like i don't know how to explain to you how thin these walls are like we we can can literally when we're in bed if she was downstairs in her living room or her kitchen which was at the back of the house bearing in mind our bedroom was at the front of the house we could hear their conversation as if they were in the next room like it they were thin ass it was really bad so Mm. we we kind of we kind of gritted our teeth and, and got through it on the friday night and then on the saturday night amy went out to see a friend i was at home i was sat watching a documentary about three mile island on netflix 
And then it was kind of like, it got to must have, again, half 11th kind of time. And it was like, and there they go again. Two nights on the bounce. Fan flipping tastic. So Amy gets home at like quarter. Wasn't one. late. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was still up because I mean, I don't really sleep when Amy's out and not home, but he's coming home. So I was still kind of on this. I was, Amy got home and I was literally just sat on the sofa, TV off, just fizzing. I was absolutely livid that we were having to deal with this again. So obviously I wasn't going to go knock on her door by myself because as a bit of a, an addendum to her character and, and the company she likes to keep, not to sound snobby, no, but they're not the kind of people I would hang around. But and also, like, not even I, so much I would, that. I would fear for my safety. Yeah. If I was going and knocking on the door by myself. Yeah, and that and, was more the point. And just to kind of tease you, I was very right to think that. Mm-hmm. Because that night we went to the door, and the council, because we'd been in conversation with them, even though they'd obviously ki- they'd obviously killed off our uh, our, our case. They were like, you need to record any inst- any interactions you have with your neighbour. Because we still had every right to go and knock on her door and tell her to shut up. So that's what we did. So Amy was stood there filming. I knocked on the door. Another bloke comes to the door because she never came to the door herself. If anyone no. knocks on her door at one in the morning, it's never going to be anybody but her neighbours complaining about the noise she's making. So she always sent somebody else to open the door. So another bloke came out. And he was like, I don't want to get in trouble with the police or anything. I'm like, dude, I've got nothing against you. You go back inside, have some fun, send out the tenant. I need to speak Mm -hmm. to her now. So out she comes. She's obviously, you know, pissed as anything. It's mid-January, so... Freezing. Freezing our tits off. And we then spent the next half an hour going round in circles about all these problems. And it's like, look, I don't understand why this is such a problem that you need to shut up because it's Mm. one in the morning on a Sunday. We're trying to sleep. We can hear everything you're doing. And she was pulling any excuse out the hat like, oh, I don't have any friends or family around here. It's like, bollocks do you? I've seen like your dad or somebody visit all the time. Shut up. Also, I'm not being funny, but if you didn't have any friends, who the hell comes around to your house all the time? Well, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But it's just like, we went round and round in circles. At the end of last year, I think this is kind of one of the reasons why we thought the council might be on our side um, to just very quickly get the, get the story out and out. She had a dog and she left it at home during the day, just all day, left it at home. Her kids didn't yeah. care for it. She didn't care for it, left it at home. At this point, I'd started working at Frontier, so I was working from home every day and all day it was just howling and howling and howling and howling absolutely doing my bonds in obviously you report animal stuff to environmental health at the council they're straight on it they'll jump on they, have, sort they have to step they have in to. because it's another creature at stake like but not humans screw humans am i no. right um but we amy and i said to each other like what if what if she's not actually allowed the dog because <laughs> we knew that she was a renter she, she didn't own the place it's like what if she didn't and we're like ah come on surely she's not that stupid to like get a pet when it goes against your tenancy agreements. Ah. Oh, she did. Oh, she did. <laughs> she got, the council came and knocking and they got the dog taken away, which is horrible in terms of just having to give up a dog. That obviously, Amy loves dogs. I love pets. Like, that's Yeah, horrible. we weren't, the, our but aim the, was never to get her to give up the dog. Our aim was to, just to like have her on the wrists to, and get yeah. the dog trained. Somebody to say, the dog is howling, you need to step in, get the dog trained. But because the council had to get in touch with the letting agent to put this act in place, the letting agent were like, 
what dog her tenancy doesn't allow pets and obviously then she had to give the dog up now don't she lied through her teeth to the council (laughs) yeah i would be devastated like she was like oh i don't have a dog it's just my friend's dog that i look after no it's not stop lying um and don't get me wrong like i get it because i would be absolutely devastated if somebody came to me and said you have to give up your animal but at the same time it's also not our fault that she got a dog against the tenancy and on this night in january when we were out there having an argument with her at half past one in the morning she actually admitted on camera yeah all right i didn't check my tenancy what of it i thought i'd just be allowed one idiot but it's then like proceeded to blame us like you then proceeded to blame us for the fact that her kids were now devastated that they didn't have a dog anymore but you I was weren't like, allowed the dog in the first place and Ugh. you didn't care for it anyway you left the poor thing at home all oh, day by itself oh but oh, the woman i've got it living in... with now doesn't howl yes it did yeah somebody <laughs> comes in somebody came in every day and checked on it no they didn't i was home no. all day every day working and nobody ever came in anyway so that was another bargaining chip she was trying to pull so we went round and round and round and round and round in circles for half an hour freezing my absolute bollocks off I, trying I to play the victim there, like, shiv- i was properly mm-hmm. like shaking shivering i was mm-hmm. that cold same and then one of her most of her 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 um clientele stayed inside except for one guy one who was guy. obviously absolutely off his trolley, drunk and aggressive. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, in, in fairness to her and also the, her friends, they were trying to keep him away, keep him at bay. Mm-hmm. He kept coming outside and then when he saw Amy filming, he pulled out his phone. He's like, oh, my pedophile watch and getting his phone right in my face. Calling me a Karen because obviously that's the most insulting yeah, thing you can I'm say to gonna, anybody. I'm not going to throw him any rope. I just blanked him, completely ignored him, going round and round yeah, in circles with our neighbour. And then eventually it got towards the end of the night, end of this conversation. It's like, look, we're not getting anywhere. Go inside, shut up, or we're going to get the police involved. And then Matey Boy came over to me. He got right up in my face. He started threatening me personally, Mm -hmm. threatening our property, then assaulted me and went back inside. And it was like, oh, great. Fantastic. This is is where this is going to go. So we obviously reported this to the police. Yeah. Just as a precaution, because while he very much had that kind of I'm a stereotypical British chav who's all talk and no walk, we didn't know that. Mm. So we were worried about whether these guys were going to do something stupid, where they're going to damage our property, where they're going to damage our cars. Because it's not like they didn't know where we lived. Well, exactly. So we were kind of worried about that. So eventually in the end we got our neighbor's number and she was like yo can you just if i'm being loud just tell me just text me and tell me to shut up we did that for the first time after that incident in january she was quiet every single other time since then nothing it reached the she point just where used she, it she and us. her friends would then retaliate mm-hmm. to it and then in march this was when we finally pulled the trigger and said you know what we need to get out of here yeah. Um, we had a night they, she had people over they were being really loud we texted her and said hello shut up um, to which then her we heard a big uproar of laughter because obviously she had read receipts on so we could see that she'd read the message and there was a big uproar of laughter when obviously she announced oh we've annoyed the neighbours again and then it's like yeah we, we're a bunch of assholes. Um, they then started like hammering on the wall that adjoined our properties, mm-hmm. which was like, okay, that's full confirmation. They're acknowledging the fact that we're annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the morning, we found a bag of feces. I would use the fun word, but it's a podcast. I don't literal, know a literal whether it was... bag of poo, whether it was animal feces or human feces. We, we don't, don't know. know. 
in our garden and that's never happened in the two and a bit years we'd lived there at that point so it's like this can't be a coincidence and but then, what i love is that they'd gone through the hassle of putting it in a bag like they were I that they just stupid on the lawn because we, it was like a low, it was like a low fence between the houses. They could have easily hopped the fence and literally just took a dump on the lawn. And the thing is, if they'd done that, I probably would have been like, it could have been a dog, it could have been a cat, it could have been like, I mean, I know human turds yeah, a bit like, bigger than an animal poo, turd, we know that. but like it, I would have been a bit more like, I mean, at least you went through the effort, but they physically put it in a poo bag and then threw it over the fence. I was like, what was the point? It's like, and then that morning as well. After we sort of found found the poo, um, our neighbour was messaging Amy asking for our personal information, like, "Oh, what are your yeah. surnames?" And we were like, "She was like, oh, we're what's not your telling you surname? our surnames. Why? Why would we tell you that? Like, are you actually think I'm just going to be like, oh yeah, by the way, it's this?" So Idiot. we went we went back to the police again, just like, yeah, this is this is actually really concerning now because a they're now retaliating to. A, 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 a direction the direct communication that our neighbor put in place not mm-hmm. us she put that in place uh now there's fecal matter in our garden and now she's fishing for personal information how is how is this okay so we went to the we went to the police we had a proper i had a proper chat with um an officer about it all yep. just like mm-hmm. we, bear in mind throughout all of this all we had done just just for full clarification for people listening all we had done is asked her to stop being so loud when we're trying to sleep. That's yeah, literally all Yeah, we've never been aggressive. We'd never We've never been like, you're not language. allowed to have friends. You need to no. move out and get kicked out of your house. I want to, and you know, eat your dog. She's- we were reasonable to the point where we said, <laughs> yeah. look, we're happy for you to have people around until 11, but past 11, we would request that you just... I would like because to be able we had to, to work. Sleep, thank you. Do you know what I mean? Like, even on the weekends... And he works for the NHS, about- for God's yeah. sake. Like, it wasn't even about the weekends being okay because it was a weekend. It was just to the point where it was like happening on a Wednesday, a Tuesday, a Thursday. We had no idea when it was going to happen. And Literally, it's we, not we, even had, so m- we had instances any day of the week. And it's not even so much that I work for the NHS because regardless if you're turning up to work tired, it's hell. But, like, my job is quite stressful. And yep. not to, like, my new job since the start of this year because i bearing in mind throughout all of this i started my so i started at the nhs in january 2022 and in february 2023 i um started in a new position so i went from being a receptionist to a medical secretary and if anybody works in the nhs you'll know it's hella stressful but being a medical secretary there's so much reliance on you for your job and your patients and your consultants that if you're not like at your kind of level best most days it can really have a detrimental effect and it got like my mental health like rich said was just awful like we weren't sleeping and um you know it was having really really personal almost like traumatic kind of ptsd effects on us to the point where we weren't even able to go home and get ready for better okay because we would just be laying there thinking what the hell is going to happen and obviously after rich got assaulted and he was threatening us we were for like two weeks i was like i do not even want to be here like what happens if they throw a brick through our window or like you know find 
damage our cars or you could, they could have done anything. Do you know what I mean? And to be honest, a bag of poo in the garden, like fair, you know, have it, whatever, like do, do that it's over and over again. It's pretty tame to what it could have but, been, but it's still not okay. Yeah, we wouldn't take so, that as like, a, oh, that's that's just, oh, we, we can brush that off because of everything yeah. that preceded it. It's like, if anything, you guys are digging yourselves into more of a hole because this is mm-hmm. more evidence for the police. Exactly. And so to have started a new job in all of this as well, it like, because I started this job at the end of February and it was really difficult learning curve because I was going from a band two to a band four. So it was a lot to take in and a lot of pressure. And we'll get to that also in a bit, but needless to say, it was hard. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot to have to deal with, mm-hmm. um, especially since because we were so close to the wedding, because breaking a tenancy agreement is expensive mm-hmm. and very, very awkward to have to do. It was like, we really don't want to have to do this. And beneficially, um, Amy's mum, my mother-in-law, lives kind of only down the road. Yeah. And because Amy's old bedroom still has a bed in it, it reached the point there whenever we'd hear like a whisper, we would just grab a go bag and go sleep at Amy's mum's. We spent just- more of... I mean, when, so when did we move in here? It was, so we moved out of that property in... End of uh, August. Begin, no, beginning of September, the first weekend of September, we moved out of that property. Um, oh, right. Which we'll get to again in a minute. Yeah. Because um, that was a whole saga in and of itself. Um, and we moved in with mum for three weeks and then we moved in here. So literally until the first week of September, we spent... At, at least, least 50% of our time probably at mum's like it was yeah. horrendous just because we weren't getting any any respite from our neighbor it was like talking to a bitchy brick wall mm-hmm. and it, it was just like I, the thing that annoyed me the most about it obviously the fact that we were having to deal with this in the first place was bad enough but the thing that wound me up the most is the fact that there are people out there who are like this who are just wired to be a complete and utter c word all the mm-hmm. time I'm like i just don't she she very she is the main character syndrome one of the things that oh, wound me up yeah. the most about her is the fact that she never did anything herself all of it was taking the bins out it was her kids gardening it was her kids there were points when there were people in their garden and they were like about she'd to go have out mates literally they'd, they'd be about they'd be about to go out on the town and go out, out on the piss for or something and she would be asking them to do like oh can you clean the shed out and he's like no. oh can you go do some weeding in the garden yeah and like she literally never did any, even when they did have the dog the kids were walking it and everything she did nothing mm-hmm. and that boils my blood in and of itself and then there's just the extra layer of you are just an awful person to anyone who isn't you and because as amy mentioned earlier about her her quote-unquote friends based on the clientele that were rocking up to her house on the regular always different there were, num- mm-hmm. there were so many times we had people knocking on our door expecting to come in and get pissed because they knocked on the wrong door because they're because they didn't know where she people Random new people every single time. And I like, heard people outside the window going, are you sure it's this one? And they'd be like, no, 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 it's the next one. It's the next one. And it would just be like, how do you not even know where you're going? Like She she seemed to go through friends so much, either because she would get bored of them or they would realise, wow, you are an entitled sack of crap and mm-hmm. move on. So it was it was every everything about being in that aura of her property her house her kids unfortunately just everything sucked and the fact that i worked from home i had no escape from that just no escape at all which 
really, really made those sort of six, seven, eight, nine months of this year so goddamn difficult. Yeah, they were tough. Every single night I would I would I would hit like seven o'clock, half past seven, eight o'clock and go, Oh, it's gonna be like it's gonna be bedtime soon. Mm-hmm. Time to start the, the the stress again. And it hence why I got to the point where where Amy and I both decided we, we looked at our our situations financially and went, do you know what? We could make this work. It's mm-hmm. gonna to be tough, it's gonna to be expensive, but it's not gonna be impossible. Yeah. So we decided, do you know what? We pulled the trigger, we contacted our letting agents and our landlord and said, Yeah, we're out. Mm-hmm. We've told them everything. We 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 we've got this PDF. We've kept them massive, in the loop. We kept them in the loop of every incident we we actually made any kind of note or video or audio recording of since when we moved in back in April 2021. Mm-hmm. And we we sent all of it to the landlord and letting agents and said, look, this is why we need to leave because it is, it we're suffering mentally, we're suffering mm-hmm. physically, and everything also, sucks. To add into that, I also, I have one chronic health condition already, but in the process of this, I also got diagnosed with another one and guess what's stress related? <laughs> that. So yeah, it got it got pretty damn hard. So hence why we decided we're going to have to try and move this forward. Moving to another rented property didn't make any sense. No. Potentially moving in with the mother-in-law did, which obviously, as Amy's already said, we did do that for a few weeks in a bit of a crossover between getting out of our property and completing on this place. I just like didn't really want, I personally didn't really want to be living with my mother-in-law when we got married. Which No, it we wasn't weren't. really feasible but for us to no, be able to do that either. We, so we had to start all that process, which obviously was expensive. The landlord was pissed off. You signed a new contract in January. Yes, but we've given you context as to why we want to leave. Like mm-hmm. it's not, rocket science to understand that we are at our wits end at this point yeah so we got all of that moving we got we found this 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 lovely house that we managed to get um which is amazing because it's, it's such a great house I it's love it lovely so much. um it's quiet it's wonderful and the best part sleep. is it's semi-detached and currently we have no neighbors next door yep <laughs> so going to sleep is like going to sleep again it's amazing how it's a novelty in I our life. I promise you, do not ever take going to sleep safely or comfortably for no, granted. Don't take it for granted. It's so nice. <laughs> but like, even when we were moving out of that place, having to get, because because of the fact that we were breaking tenancy, if it got to the end of our contract, we could just go. Mm. But because we were breaking tenancy, the only way that we could fully sign on the dotted line and tell our old letting agents to bugger off is if there was somebody else in the property. And yeah. that proved slightly difficult at times there was a lot of interest oh, which was great was, for obviously, me that was hell <laughs> yeah obviously we we weren't gonna say if they asked oh how are the neighbors we go yeah they've got kids yeah it's fine we obviously couldn't tell and go she's a complete bitch and you shouldn't live here because that throws us under the bus mm-hmm. which i feel bad about having to do i feel bad for the poor sods living there now but like we, but we, it we, wasn't we had our... no choice yeah. we had absolutely no choice we just had to get a new tenant or tenants into that house mm-hmm. so we could get out and get the rest of our lives back on track sleep and and become yeah. healthy people and again. it was it was difficult throughout that process because we we let them know that we wanted to move i think it was like june may june sometime around may, there june, yeah. and um they obviously started the process of uh putting the property up for advertising 
we found this place put an offer in basically at kind of like the same time that they started advertising our other one um and they accepted a tenant then didn't accept them then did accept them and it was very much like we had quite a lot of people view it that seemed really interested in it but then they didn't do we didn't hear anything um and it was really stressful because we were so so desperate to know that we had that option to be able to move because then we were obviously going through the process of buying this place and while a lot of people might be like oh why did you put an offer in on somewhere if you knew you weren't going to be able didn't know you were going to be able to move out of your previous place and it's like we had new choice because we either could had to move in with mum for a very temporary period of time or stay where we were like we couldn't just go nowhere like we couldn't be homeless do you know what I mean um so we were like look if worse comes to the worst and we end up processing the bought the buy on our property and we buy that and we're still living here we will try and make it work money wise would have been virtually impossible um yeah because we'd, so, we'd have had to be paying for two to, places we, yeah and so if you know what mortgage rates are like at the moment oh they ain't cheap um and we're not and we're not exactly minted so, no, no, you know. we, we, you know, we get by. So we were kind of like, we can't really afford to do that. So we desperately need to get somebody in. And they had loads and loads of viewings over the course of a few weeks. And then they just went quiet on us. And then we were like, what the hell's happened? So, so I was, I was ringing up the letting agents. Like, because by I this point I was so, times. I was so stressed with everything to try and keep planning the wedding because we're still trying to plan a wedding in all of this. And this obviously because it was middle of the year, the wedding was starting to spin up again Mm -hmm. because we were like, we need to start, like we're having the final payments due and we had to submit numbers at the start of uh, September, wasn't it? Uh, No, it was middle of of September because it was when we went to Centre Parks. And so so then... Everything was spinning up. So I was calling the letting agents like every day, like what's going on? Are we moving out? Have you got somebody in? And they were just being so obtuse and useless mm-hmm. and it was like and i obviously, am stressing now we were packing during all of this as well so we were living we'd, in like a half packed house we'd pied off most of our stuff off to the mother-in-laws anyway yeah because she had space to store things that we could just like all of our all of the the superfluous stuff we don't need like all of our games and dvds and mm-hmm. stuff like that we don't necessarily need to live on we got but rid it- of all of that it was awful, just so we could like, make just so we could make the move easy. So we we penciled mm-hmm. in a weekend and said, "Hey, we can move this weekend because this will work." It was for... the bank holiday weekend in August in the UK, which yeah. is the last weekend, the last of one August. of the year, uh, last one of the year that is Christmas. Yeah. So we penciled that in and said, "Hey, we can move. This is going to work out really, really well. It gives you guys loads of notice to get new people in. It's the best weekend for us before the wedding starts spinning up." Mm-hmm. And so we got to that weekend and it was like, "So can we move out?" And they were like, "No, we haven't got anyone in yet." Yeah, they just oh, flat then, out refused to tell us any information. Yeah. And then on on the the Wednesday the of the week after, it was like, okay, um, right, we're we're good to go. We we've got tenants in. That's that's awesome. We can we can start that movement. And we said okay, we we originally said last weekend because this weekend it's our hen and stag do, um, and we're very busy. So can we do the weekend after? Because we're like, we've kept it all completely clear. Like. Be apart from the wedding, apart from the mm-hmm. Hindu stag do, up until the wedding for anything that might come up, and they were like, uh, "No, we need we need the keys back on Monday." Yeah, no. So <laughs> this is my half of the story. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll let you do that. So yeah, so on the Wednesday they had. I had rang them because Rich at this point was getting into work stuff and he was really, really busy. They, were, I, they were starting to avoid me as well. Yeah, they The woman who we normally speak number. to, every time I rang up, it's like, oh, she's... um. Oh, she's not here. She's uh, she's taken a dump or something. It's like, yeah, but yeah, so she, she yeah. is just avoiding me now. 
And so That's I how rang. the letting agents were. Mm-hmm. So I rang because I was like, look, she ain't going to argue with me. Let me tell you that for a fact. Um, so I rang and I just said, look, we absolutely categorically need to know what's going on because we were due to move out three days ago. We have not heard anything and we physically cannot move out this weekend now because we're busy. What the hell do you expect us to do? And that's when they said to us, oh, actually, the landlord has now decided to go forward with this tenant's application because they couldn't really tell us much throughout the process of these tenants applying. All they told us was that somebody had applied for it. And then about halfway through the application process, something had flagged on their application with one of their references. So they weren't sure they were going to go forward with it then. So then we were back and forth and back and forth and they weren't giving us any information because legally they couldn't and it was like yeah but you could still tell us if we're planning on moving like i'm not asking for the bloody tenants information i'm not asking to know where they live now yeah, we don't need i just to know want to know i don't need gdpr i just need to know if we're okay to move out um and they were like no we can't tell you we can't tell you we can't tell you and then yeah on the wednesday i rang them i was like look please tell me what the hell is happening because we were meant to move out three days ago and she said, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. The landlord has decided to go through with the application process. So we're literally just, we've done all their references. We're just waiting on the certificate to be sent through, which should only take a couple of hours. And then you can go. So I went, great. Okay, let me speak to um, the people that we need to talk to about when we can move out and we'll organise a date and get back to you. Uh, so I said to them, yeah, we can't do this weekend because it's our Hindu stag do and we will be able to move out on the, I think it was like the 9th of September or something. Um. And she was like, okay, let me speak to the tenants and then I will get back to you tomorrow and we can firmly set a date. So Thursday rolls round. I ring them first thing in the morning and I'm like, oh, hi, have you spoken to the tenants yet? And she said, um, yeah. So because you guys were so urgent in needing to move out, um, we need you to move out by this weekend so that we can have the keys back and the property ready for the new tenants to move in by Wednesday. Otherwise, we're going to have to re-advertise the property. I was, let me tell you, incensed was not the word because I could have wrung her neck at this point. Um, I was so unbelievably stressed that I literally could not tell you how difficult it was for me to put, like, not swear at her down the phone. Um, so it was, I, it was weapon, weaponizing our urgency. Yeah, yeah, it was. We were, yeah, it's like yes, we wanted to get the hell out of there, but we were trying to do it with as much notice as possible mm-hmm. and be as transparent as possible. And then they just kind of went, "Well, you guys are urgent, so yeah. get out." So I said to them, "I." emailed her because she'd asked me to put it in an email so I emailed her and I said look we can move out this day what is planned what is the hap- like what's happening what's the happahaps yeah what's the happahaps and she said we need the keys back so that the property can be clear and open by Wednesday so that the tenants can move in otherwise we'll have to re-advertise now that's crap because let's be honest if a tenant has got all the way through their application process all the references everything has been done you're not going to suddenly get to three days before they're due to move in and go oh sorry we're going to have to re-advertise actually because the new tenants can't move out for another like three days after you want the property they wanted to move in by the wednesday we could have been out on the saturday do not tell me that that couldn't have been like arranged for do you know what i mean so i rang my mum my mum was absolutely furious because we then had to literally get everything emergency sorted. So I emailed the letting agent back and said, okay, we can have the keys back to you on the morning of Wednesday the 6th. And she said, no, you don't understand. We need the tenants in by Wednesday. We need the keys back Monday. I, I literally at this point, 
I was so angry. I, I literally could Nearly not. Nearly blew your top. I was crying with anger at this point. Um, so I rang my mum back and she was absolutely raging. And she just went, do you know what? Forget about it. We just need to get you out. So in an emergency state of everything, we managed somehow to... We had, uh, we had me a lot and of Rich, help. Me and Rich managed to book the Friday off work each. So we managed to pack the rest of the house on the Friday. And when I say the rest of the house, bearing in mind, this was not a small job. It was a three bedroom house with a conservatory. Like it wasn't a big property, but we have a fair amount of stuff. A lot of stuff, yeah. And we'd only packed the inconsequential stuff because we were so like we knew thinking. we could get rid of stuff that just to kind of make the, the, our lives a little bit yeah. easier and it got to and this we point. hadn't had but time it was still like all of the furniture had to go because we had nowhere to put that everything we that we were using to cook like the bed yeah and, yeah like, unpack the kitchen and all the stuff believe. that we needed to keep in place I, all of my desk my whole office basically stayed because yeah. i needed it to work you needed to work and you'd not believe how much stuff you actually need to be able to live day to day and yeah. so all of that stuff we had been leaving because we were like we don't know when we're going to be moving so we can't afford to be packing it and then needing it every day so we suddenly had to have a, a, a day booked off work on the friday thank god both of our managers were completely understanding mm-hmm. um and we packed on the Friday and then we literally had to hire a van from Enterprise and use my mum's partner's van to get our whole house emptied in the space for a day urgently get a lock up at a storage unit and we spent what was it we spent like 12 hours that day just packing I think they arrived at no it wouldn't have been quite 12 hours but they, they arrived, arrived at, at 10. 10 and we, finished. we managed to we get the house emptied until... at like four or five o'clock so it was pretty good going no it wasn't it was like seven it was seven o'clock. I mean, we were on still, the way to my mum's with the last load of stuff. So it took us, what was that, like nine, ten hours. And then the neighbour was just stood in her window just watching us. And, and her it kids was kind were of, going, are you moving? Was, are you moving? It was so hard yes. not to just like flip her the bird or something the, every time we saw mm-hmm. her in the window. Because and uh, I mean, obviously point, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't want to give her the satisfaction, but if she had, if she had said anything... Myself, yeah. Amy, the mother-in-law, whoever oh. she would have spoken to, we'd have ripped her head off. I would have, absolutely. And at this point as well, I was also not very well. I was really mm-hmm. poorly. So this was just torturous hell time. So we managed to get packed up and out on the Friday. And on the Friday night, we were actually meant to be going out with friends. So we did manage to make it Oh, we it did, there, didn't we? Yeah. God. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. We were late, we didn't, but we did well, get yeah, there. Yeah, we were late by about an hour and a half, but we did get there. Um... So we met up with friends. Then on the Saturday, we obviously had our hen doing stag do. Rich went off to Coventry. I went to Coventry, had a curry. I went, me, I took the girls off to um, a pub, like a bit away from where we live now, which was lovely. It was like a big, you know, afternoon tea, craft afternoon, great fun. And then we had to literally go home, spend, well, Rich stayed over the night, but came back on the Sunday. But anyway, we then had to go. I went back to my mum's, stayed the night with my girls. And then on the Sunday, we then had to go back and clean the entire house because we literally had to give the keys back on the Monday morning. And we cleaned to that house, no word of a lie, to the point where it was probably cleaner than when we moved in. Yeah. And so that was another eight hours worth of work and me my mum and my sister were absolutely exhausted by the time we'd finished cleaning rich came over when he got back from commentary and helped us do the last few little bits it was knackering and then the monday we handed the keys back and i was just like good bloody riddance to you i never want to see any of you again and then 
Tuesday morning, the letting agents have the audacity to message me and go, the washing machine wasn't cleaned. I was like, don't you dare. Do not dare <laughs> talk to me right now because I will rip your head off. Um, now, luckily... Obviously, letting agents just trying to do anything they can to get that now, little bit we, of money out of you. We had cleaned the washing machine, so she could have absolutely gone and done one. But she actually had the decency to say however we appreciate the state that you left the rest of the property in so as a goodwill gesture we won't charge you for it oh boy do not use the term goodwill i I so want to swear now (laughs) she she did our bonces in i despise that woman and thankfully we don't have to deal with letting agents ever again no no so we've spent the last we've spent the last hour venting our uh, the last sorts of eight <laughs> months of frustration because that's genuinely how it's been so the idea mm-hmm. that we were both able to work we were able to you know do cast a pod when we got the chance to make youtube videos for me when i've had the chance to i look back at that and think yeah maybe our output wasn't that great mm-hmm. but hopefully now we've been we mean, we've we've literally not kept anything no. On the DL, we've told you everything that happened. And obviously, like this I said, we were still planning been... a wedding during this period yeah. of time. Like, I had no time to stop and think about anything because everything was just go, 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 go. My mental health tanked, let me tell you. <laughs> it was so... It was good, though, getting... When we moved in with, with the mother-in-law, just getting that, that... It was that moment of, okay, we've escaped. I set up my desk upstairs so I could continue working... Mother-in-law's internet is completely terrible, but I could just mm, about work. But we made which was, it. Which it was, was fine. fine. And like being in there, starting work, jumping into my Monday morning meeting and going, oh, my mat, we're out. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank it, God. The relief. There was this huge load off our minds. And then it was like, now that we'd done that, while we, at this point, we were kind of waiting for completion on this place. And mm-hmm. then, but the most important thing, which we'll, we'll swing to now, I think, um, mm-hmm. was the fact that we were, at this point, a matter of a month, five weeks L- away from the wedding. Literally wasn't even that, because, I mean, well, so that was... It was a month, because we, we, we did three weeks at your mum's. Yeah, so we the moved in here the on the 21st week, of September, The first and the we? third week, we were actually there. The week in the middle, we actually went away with my family for a week, yeah. which was kind of yeah. nice to not have to deal with the fact that it was like a, we're in this weird in-between. We kind of got a break in the middle of that, which was mm-hmm. lovely. But then, we, you know, we moved in here. We got the basics set up and got things going. I had a right mare with Virgin, which we won't go into because that was no. just stupid. Um, but then we got to the weekend before the wedding when we... That was when all of the stuff that we were sitting on... Because there was a point when we were, we were stood talking and it was like, we've actually done everything we can. There's nothing we can do for mm-hmm. the wedding right now that isn't already planned to happen the weekend before. So like all the nitty gritty bits, like putting the confetti cones together, sorting out the boxes for each individual table. Making the um, signage, doing, you know, all Doing that the signage stuff. and all that sort of thing. We had to, we just had to wait and do that, which is like, mm-hmm. while there was an element of, I just want to do it because then it's going to be done. It was kind of, again, testament to Amy's organization and dedication to, I mean, as you would be to your own wedding, but like, we got to that point and it was like, okay, we're actually amidst all of this stuff that's going on. We're in a really good position. We got into Mm -hmm. the house, we got the internet working, we moved in, we were there and it was like, okay, it's wedding time. Yeah. So because Amy, Amy predominantly has said, and myself had been really good at keeping on top of everything that wasn't 
very granular stuff to do the weekend before. We got to the weekend. It was a solid two days of just getting everything ready yeah. to then go to the venue, drop off all of the stuff into their little sheds, which was so, they were so organized and so, yeah. so good. The venue, shout out to the venue as well. Like they were so good. Yeah. Um, they helped us out so much. We dropped everything off there on the Monday and then the Tuesday was, you know, this is the day before the wedding, the 10th of October. And it's like, right, we've got some bits and pieces to do. I think your your mum and sister got their nails done. Obviously, yeah. we were here. And it was like, okay, we're going to... Let, let's let's go through for the next sort of maybe hour, probably. It's going to be a long one. Um, just how everything went down for, for the wedding, which obviously, in case you haven't seen, it was very, very good. Yeah. And by so, very, very good, I mean it was perfect. Yeah. So... It definitely, out of everything that has happened this year the two positives i can glean from 2023 have been we've bought a house and we got married because honest to god i mean like rich said testament to my bloody planning because literally <laughs> with you i wrote headed bitch i i don't care i will <laughs> you're allowed to i yeah the i wrote like a four page pdf document for my own sake, mainly, planning the entirety of the week leading up to the wedding out so that we knew exactly where we were supposed to be at what time, doing whatever it was, packing stuff, putting stuff, printing stuff, like labelling, whatever we needed, it was all there. And I did send it to the wedding party, not that anybody really read it because they didn't need to, but it <laughs> was just, just for my own, my own sake of peace of mind, just knowing what I had to tell people at what point. And to everybody's credit we everybody was so on it and so wonderful leading up to it that they all just kind of went with it they were like look we know it's going to be a stressful time if we don't kind of work with this and like everyone in our family everyone in our wedding party just did what they needed to do did what they were they wanted to do but also kind of like it wasn't like a oh they were telling us to do this let's like do this it was a oh yeah we want to help do this so let's help i wasn't a bridezilla (laughs) by any stretch do you know what i mean like i was so i was actually more relaxed in the lead up to the wedding on the weekend or two before i was I was awful on the wedding day for stress. Was Amy was terrible. super chill. I so was I so relaxed. Like, let's, let's, let's rewind a bit to, to Tuesday then. So we got married on the Wednesday, the 11th yeah. of October. So Tuesday, we had a nice chill morning here, um, here in our new house. Amy made Eggs Benedict, which was amazing. I did. Oh yeah, I'd yeah, forgotten we, about we, that. We went and rope, oh, we rope dropped an Argos um, oh, yeah. to get Amy <laughs> some film for her Polaroid camera some to Polaroid take us to the, to the hotel. Yeah. Um, so we had that. And then it was like, okay, our first like call is we need to go to Northampton and go and pick up Jules from yeah. the train station, who I hadn't seen since the middle of 2020. So it had been over over God. three years since I'd last seen Jules. Mm. And that was lovely to get to see him, um, give him a big old hug and just catch up with everything that's been going on. Because obviously he's not at what culture full time anymore either. He's, yeah. at, uh, he's a future so he's he's everything sort of changed for him and getting a chance to catch up with him so i got i got a good a good several hours with him um on that tuesday which was wonderful amy um went off to the hotel with her family i was hanging fire with jules to wait for scott um and his wife uh because they were staying um 
at our mother-in-law's they house. They stayed at my mum's house because they were Because they were going to stay with us in our old house, but obviously we moved much further away from the venue, so yeah. it made more sense for them to stay in Northampton than it was to stay out where we are now. Mm-hmm. So they stayed there, so I got to see them. I spent a couple of hours with them. It was like my sister-in-law's fiancé came and picked up the wedding dress. Obviously, I had to like hide in the, hide in the corner, so I couldn't... Not that it, I could see it anyway, but not that I would want to see it. You but know, yeah, it was like a whole military way, operation but it was to make like, sure that the you dress can't got see out. This. <laughs> so he came in. I had a list of things I needed to bring. I had to bring, you know, my suit. I had to bring the wedding rings and, and all that sort of stuff. All so I had a stuff. good good few hours with the the what culture. Just Meanwhile, Scott and Jules and, and Asia. We were at the hotel just having a nice time, having a drink and chatting crap in the garden. Yeah, because <laughs> the rest, all of our like, it was our immediate family and our bridesmaids. Um who we all congregated together for the night before and the night after at a lovely um, golf club and spa um, for our, for our, you know, see, it's your wedding. You, you go all mm-hmm. out, why not? Mm-hmm. So I came and I came to the hotel and joined all of you lots. Um, and the cool thing about this place is that they have their own private bowling alley. So the night before the wedding, we all went We booked, bowling it was, what was it, hotel. like an hour and 15 minutes of private yeah, we, bowling? Yeah, we, we, we pushed it a bit, but... Yeah, yeah we it could was only supposed to be an hour, liked, but it was fine. With like, what was it, like 18 of us? Yeah, so, there, yeah, 16 of us, I think, altogether, something like oh, that. Yeah. But yeah. So we had a game of bowling. We had a lot of fun. And then we went upstairs and had uh, a really, really nice meal mm-hmm. as a massive group. We, because I had like a, a, I had a, an amazing steak. Oh, yeah. Um, I, what had did you have? I had a chicken oh, yeah, chick- chorizo burger. That thing was massive. It was it, it was the, the, the steak and the burger came with the kind of like super fat chips where you mm-hmm. look at them in the little basket and go, there's like five of them. That's so depressing. They're so you eat unassuming. Two <laughs> and you go, oh God, I can't eat any more chips. Yeah. And I mean, for um, starters, we'd had camembert, had camembert, like mini, like baked camemberts with bread. Oh my God, they were so good. <laughs> and then I, did I, I shared a pudding with my sister I shared one with mum and I think I had, it was Laura like a brownie or something we had. Hayley, I think oh, it, it was something like that. Was it sticky toffee? It oh no, so, we had anyway. profiteroles. Oh, you did, didn't you? The, so the food at this place was, was amazing. It mm-hmm. was really, really nice. It's the kind of place where you can't go onto the website to look at the menu because the menu, the menu probably changes, changes so seasons, frequently because all know? the food's so like freshly done. It, oh, it was amazing. Yeah. We gave out we gave out our, you know, groomsmen, parents and bridesmaids, bridesmaids. gifts. Yeah. So there's only like two people sat at the table who didn't get anything. Which and we like, felt really so bad. Sorry. I was kind of like, I'm sorry, but it's just for but, like, you know. Yeah, I don't have the money, money to buy you all stuff. Um, and then and then we went to well, then we went to bed. So all this day, I wasn't feeling nervous. I was excited. And then I stayed in a room by myself. Um, obviously, you know, night before the wedding, you don't stay together. Amy stayed in a room with her. Amy stayed up in the suite with your mum. Yeah, then, even though mum slept on the sofa because she's a plonker. <laughs> and then me and my mother-in-law, we swapped, obviously, the night of the wedding. Amy and I in the suite. She was in the room, yeah. just the normal room I was in. I I slept okay. I was up a bit late rehearsing my speech. Mm-hmm. had a lovely little corner mirror so I could stand and look at myself from all angles while I, when I recited this speech and was like, yeah, okay, I, th- I think I'm happy with this. Um, and then I slept okay. Obviously, the morning. Oh my god, I was so surprised. I slept like I think I didn't go to bed. Wasn't it really hot in your room? It was boiling. I I mean, bearing in mind it was October and I had to have the windows open, the duvet off. I was sweating. Um, 
Um, and there was lots of bugs a, in my room. No, great. <laughs> loads of flies. Um, but so I was so worried that I wasn't going to sleep the night before the wedding. I was so worried I was going to be so stressed. I was chill as anything. I literally don't know how I managed it. I was so relaxed. I think because compared to all the stress we've been through, I was like, there's nothing, there's nothing else I can do. Um, so I literally, I think we went to bed about midnight i think i got to sleep yeah. about one o'clock i slept solidly for the five and a half hours that i was allowed to sleep before i had to be up the next morning for makeup so yeah we got up at like quarter to six for makeup that's grim and it that was but, that was rough but uh, yeah i so, slept solidly <laughs> so the bride the bride the mother of the bride and all the bridesmaids went to the suite to get ready so the, the, the hair stylist turned up the makeup artist turned up Obviously, food got brought up. Oh, God, um, we had breakfast in the room. From the buffet. Oh. Yeah, yeah, full Englishes and pastries and all sorts. Mm. The rest of us all went downstairs because we could. Um, one of my colleagues from Motorsport Games came and came to do some photographs in the hotel because our photographer and videographer weren't going to be there that early. So he came and helped us out. So thank you, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, he came and had breakfast with us. I couldn't eat. But the thing is, the thing that made it, I think the thing that threw me off so much is the fact that I didn't feel anything i just Mm. couldn't eat Mm. and you know sometimes you have the mornings where you think i can't eat as soon as i wake up and if i'm going to a hotel that's hotel breakfast i'm on it yeah but obviously today that day wasn't the case so i just sat there i had a cup of tea i had like my dad the the groomsmen are the the partners of of our bridesmaids were there like oh yeah happily tucking into like they were going up like rat like Platefuls and platefuls and platefuls of food. And I was there with a cup of tea, just like, I can't. I, I'm ha- I'm really excited. I'm, I'm super, like, we, we're all gassed to be there. It's the day of my wedding, for God's sake. But I'm just like, I can't, I can't eat anything. Meanwhile, I just can't eat anything. I'm upstairs absolutely stuffing my face because I am absolutely <laughs> not going through this day and not eating. So I had a full English breakfast and two croissants. And then I think I also had some cocktail sausages out of the snack bag. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> And then when it came to like, okay, we're going to start, we're going to go and start getting ready because we weren't, when we were leaving at what, quarter to 11, I think our yeah, bus was so or 11 our o'clock? Bu- our bus was booked for uh, half past 10 and the boys bus was booked for 11. So yes, that was it. Just so we, we, were, we arrived separately so we yeah. didn't see each other. Um, but I then went back up to the room, back up to my room and I was going to get ready with my dad, my best man, who is also my brother and my other groomsman, who is my sister's boyfriend. Um, so we were going to get ready together uh, in my Cameron's sister's room because yeah. they had they had quite a big room. So we got ready up there. But there's a point when my brother and my other groomsmen went to Tesco to get some like, <laughs> bottles of water and some bits and pieces. So I was just sitting in my room by myself, just like, are you guys back? I want to get ready. I'm just, it's the morning of my wedding. I'm just sitting here doing nothing in mm-hmm. my t-shirt and jeans I went down for breakfast in. I wanted. I need to do something. We I'm were hella to stress busy now. upstairs. I was. Like. I was there picking away so slowly at a at a dry um, little box of frosties you get on breakfast buffets. Oh no! That's literally <laughs> all I ate that whole morning because that's all I could eat. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't scared. I just couldn't eat anything. Oh, and God. it was. It was. I can't. I mean, I, you know, I'd anticipated that would be the case, but I didn't think I wouldn't stomach anything yeah i just couldn't feel like eating it's like if i took a if i had a bite of a sausage i'd probably immediately feel really full and bloated and sick and horrible Mm -hmm. but the thing is and i obviously it would be the case for your own wedding but i've always had bad appetites at weddings Mm. whether obviously i say whether they're mine or not but like 
I obviously had a bad yeah. appetite at my wedding and I've had bad appetites at the weddings I've been to in recent memory. So it's like, I diff- it's just a wedding thing, but obviously amplified by the fact that this was our own. Mm. But we eventually got ready. Amy got ready with the girls, went over to the venue. And so our venue, uh, which is Dodford Manor, just yes. outside of Northampton, we didn't look anywhere else. We went there. It was and went, beautiful. Yep, this is exactly what we're looking for. It's very, they're, they're converted barns, so very rustic but like lots of big glass panels, that wonderful juxtaposition of, of, of rustic, rustic and, modern. and modern. So beautiful, loads of natural lights. The, the venues themselves were fantastic. Obviously we dealt with the venue for you know nearly two years at this point um, and they were always really good at just keeping on top of everything. Mm-hmm. All of the boxes, everything that we'd done for the tables, like I turned up and I could, obviously Amy was in the bridal room, so Amy was just locked in doing what she needed to Getting do. Getting ready. You I know. was the one running around making sure everything was ready and it's like everything basically was ready you know yeah the tables I, i'd done like a drawing for how we wanted the centers to look they absolutely nailed it the florist was a little bit late but like okay i was stressing about that a little bit but they, they turned up anyway so that's mm-hmm. fine um they just set everything up absolutely perfectly yeah. like exactly how we envisioned it all to be our venue um, manager lauren was absolutely incredible she was like, an absolute star like i was she, she was so chill it was mm-hmm. like oh yeah there's they're in the office so i was like going behind the bar and into the office to grab bits and pieces out from there as just like a, as the groom as like, like a, almost like a guest mm-hmm. but she was just like yeah 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 we'll, we'll keep on top of it and you know while I was running around making sure everything was ready, you know, all of the groomsmen and the the lads who were with us were all just keeping on Everybody, top of everything and you know, and the bridesmaids out. were kind of occasionally popping in and out just to make sure that things had been done. Like my mum was popping in and out and it was just so, it went so well. Like it, everything went so smoothly. And mm-hmm. like the photographer and videographer turned up and like I said, they were both just incredible. They got our humour level straight away. Oh, the, Danny they, and... Danny and Mark so Mark's company because I didn't mention earlier is called White in Motion uh, Wedding Mm -hmm. Videography Danny is Daniel Ackerley Photography they are they were both incredible people to have around on the day Um, my makeup artist was Helena Bailey and my hairstylist was uh, the hair book wedding stylist in Northampton Um, they were both lovely like wonderful people turned up you know did just everything worked their ass stuff to help us and they just like danny and mark just got the vibe of the room straight away we have quite a low dark humor level let's just say that and danny came in and literally just gelled with that vibe straight away i think he himself has quite a dark humor so it went really well like we were just laughing the whole like the whole day he didn't have to be reserved like obviously as a wedding photographer he will he can read the vibe and he will he will know what to do yeah we just enabled him to be like just just be danny just be yourself yourself. and And mark was was so involved with that as well and it Mark was, is a big roller coaster guy, so we were chatting about theme you, parks yeah. and, and stuff, which was great. It, everything just went to plan. Like there was only yeah. one or two tiny hiccups, but even they weren't like they were. They, they were so minute; it was almost. They didn't irrelevant. change people, anything. People didn't notice. Yeah, basically. And so, I was able to just sit and get ready and enjoy my wedding, which was something I was so worried about not being able to do because I'm so organised and I'm so. If I can't be the one doing it, I worry it's not going to get done. And yet everybody pulled together to just make sure that I did not have to worry. Yeah. It was so Everything just worked. So the thing that was weird for me in the morning was when people started arriving and I'm seeing people from all over my all over my life and our lives and Amy's life, just all of them in the same place. You know, I had 
obviously I said that Jules and Scott were here, but you know, Ash was coming, Rachel was coming, Osley was coming, uh, James Dowse was coming. Like there's all there's the, the what culture lot. And then like in the evening, I had people from Motorsport Games coming, I had people from Frontier coming. And it's like, there's all of these people, there's like family and friends, there's uni, there's school for Amy, mm-hmm. there's all the, everyone's here. And it's like, this is so surreal seeing all these people together. Everyone is really really excited like genuinely excited which was really really touching yeah because i was spending the um, whole time leading up to the wedding thinking no one's going to turn up everyone's going to people are going to be really it. bored like, yeah <laughs> but then when it came to it we it was so odd like i went and spoke to the registrars the registrars were oh. you know while we've obviously been bad-mouthing west Northamptonshire council today the registrars however uh, yeah that again, similar to Danny and, and Mark, they latched onto the vibe and just ran with it. And they were gr- so she good. was so what funny. Was her, so her name was Maura, and she explained it to me as Laura, but with an M instead of an L because people can never spell it. Um, I cannot remember her surname, but the other woman was what was her name? It was like I can't remember. It was was it Valerie or something like that? I think it, was, yeah, it could have been Val or something. Yeah, yeah. So they were lovely, lovely women. They were so friendly, so in touch with like the vibe. And she was so good to me because when she she spoke to Rich first, and then she came and spoke to me. And when she spoke to me, she was just down on a level that was like, "Look, we know you're nervous. We know this, but here's what we're gonna do. It's really simple. This is all you've got to do. As long as you say I." do in some positive respect it doesn't have to be i do it could be anything (laughs) as long as it's a positive response we'll take it um but she was checking in with me the whole ceremony just making sure that i was all good you know because the bride is typically the more emotional side for a lot of things but obviously it was very much just a she just got it like and she was so funny and so just chill yeah she was getting lots of laughs out yeah she was really great they it's amazing how well people clicked with with almost like our expectations so mm-hmm. obviously we have it obviously if you're watching on youtube at this point this is probably when i'm going to start putting pictures in um and we had the, the very rustic barn and stuff all we did was add this autumnal flavor to it because, yeah. because of the, the way the climate is now and everything's kind of shifted around a bit all of the trees at this point is surrounded by They're trees all still green all completely bright green so the we had to bring autumn to it so the the lighting was always very warm you've got rustic brick and, and all that sort of stuff so we had um orange sashes down the inside chairs in the on the aisle we had leaves scattered down the sides of the aisle as well we have these two like what eight ten, they were three trees. meters yeah so yeah, whatever these that really big to. false trees with autumn leaves that looked amazing they looked just really to, just just flanking either side of the the sort of the, the signing table at the top yeah. of the at the top of the um the ceremony space yeah um, ceremony room we had a table off to the side with photographs of our of our dearly departed who couldn't be there for various reasons because mm-hmm. they were well, obviously they were all, they're all not there for the same reason but you know they all have <laughs> they're, de- unfortunately they're all dead you know <laughs> they're all dead um <laughs> they were like this is kind of our this is the vibe we can hit basically um so we had that there as well and i remember you know my mum was was very emotional seeing her mum on that uh, on that shelf yeah. um and her dad as well uh, and then you know some of my, my great aunt some of amy's relatives yeah my nan and granddad um, my grandma and granddad my cousin my dad's brother you know just all people that yeah. unfortunately the people who have. the people who would have had an automatic invite mm-hmm. had they been here yeah so they were there too but it was otherwise it was all nice and simple like the thing that we did with our wedding was 
we didn't go over the top on anything apart from maybe one thing a bit later on but um <laughs> which isn't over the top i think it's just a bit of a juxtaposition no. of what people were expecting <laughs> yeah um which you've all seen already i'm sure uh, yeah but um we had people just latched onto this again as did danny as did the as did mark as did the the registrars they just kind of understood that it's like there's no expectations of you lot today Mm -hmm. we hope you don't have any expectations of us not that you really would coming to a wedding i guess but people felt comfortable comfortable like people some people some of our family were really stressing about being in this situation of you know you know, we are front and center this time. We're not just guests. We, it's, mm. it's us. We are the attraction today. And that was quite frightening. Um, but people were feeling after the ceremony was done, were like, do you know what? I am, I am real, real good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super, super chill. And that shone through everything about the day. Yeah. People could just be comfortable and confident, you know, obviously like i said you've got these people who you'd never think you'd ever meet and they're mixing and mingling and and chatting and getting on really well um after the ceremony obviously as i after we let me talk about ceremony itself um walking into the the room it got to like half past one and i was looking at my watch and it's like it's time and they're like the the staff are are beckoning people to come in because we're all outside because the the weather was okay and it was like oh my god it's happening now I and remember I being had... stood, at, stood at the front. The registrar was there. I was stood next to my brother, my best man. And it's just like, this is, this okay. And then at one point she said, okay, you need to turn and face me. And then A Great Big World started playing. Um, and I was... One Step Ahead by A Great Big World was yeah, Amy's entrance music. In the bridal room, I had a little one-way window, which was really small that I could see out of. So I could see all the guests. I could see everything that was happening, but I could not see Rich from where I was. <laughs> so... But it's like when... Just to put it into perspective, when I cut the music for the entrance and the exit for the ceremony because I didn't want it to just be like fade in, fade out. It's like, I don't do that. I'm, I mm-hmm. don't do this. I don't do half-assed as you, as hopefully people know. So I did these music cuts of One Step Ahead, which was great because One Step Ahead has this very sort of chunky progression of how much it sort of the, the, the instrumentation fleshes out. The so it's really easy to chop gets... together to get it to build over the mm-hmm. space of about a minute. And it gets to this point where it hits this crescendo as the sort of the last chorus kicks in. And it was like, I was, I was sat in my office at the old house, bawling my eyes out just at the thought of this being when I see Amy in her dress. And, and I was, was bawling my much, eyes out listening to it because I was like, oh God. And that God. was very much what happened. It was like the registrar would point behind me and say, yeah, there's, there's like your sister as a bridesmaid. There's your friend as a bridesmaid. There's your sister-in-law as a bridesmaid. And it was like, and then there was this moment I could feel the music swell. I was stood at the front looking at the wall, just going, I need to keep it together here because I'm just about to see Amy in her wedding dress that and she's I been teasing me about for the last two years. And I was not keeping it together at all. And then, I was... <laughs> so yeah, what, if one step ahead... Um, I might put it in a, like a link in the description or something if you want to listen to it on Spotify. Is a cut down version of that was the entrance music. When that really swelled, I could sort of tell that it was like, this is time. And that was when she pointed behind me and it was just seeing Amy and her dad walking down the aisle towards me. And it was like, this, oh my God, this is actually happening now. It's so, it was, it was, it was wonderful, but it was so weird because- it was. This was the first time I stood still mm-hmm. that morning. 
It was really surreal. At least by the time we got to the venue. And it was just, it's, it's happening. It's, everyone else is there. They're waiting. They, they sit there in anticipation. I'm here running around doing stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, and now it's happening. Now you're getting married. And it's like, oh. And I okay. was, let me tell you, in the bridal room, I was like, oh God, oh God, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous. My heart would not stop. So what did I do? I ate snacks because that's, <laughs> that's what keeps me calm. So I'm like, obviously Laura's, I wasn't eating. Laura's feeding me cocktail sausages. I'm eating like packets of mini cheddars. Like I was just like, I've got like, you know, I, but it, you know, we had plenty of time to talk and just chill and be with the photographer and the videographer and be with my mum. And we did the reveal with my bridesmaids of me fully in my dress and ready and that was so so lovely and then we did the full reveal with my dad with my mum and my sister in the room and I was crying then and then we were lining up to get ready to come out and I was behind the curtain after the bridesmaid had gone I was crapping my pants not because I was nervous <laughs> but just because it was like that was it's, it it's that was time. the moment yeah and I was rich will obviously attest to it to this but when i get too emotional at something i giggle because i can't keep my emotions down usually it's when i get angry or like slightly annoyed but not angry angry just like a bit miffed um i giggle because my emotions i can't keep them in and i just laugh so i was stood behind the curtain with dad going <laughs> and he was like are you okay and i was like no i need to stop because i'm like i can't so then it turned into like laugh crying and i was like oh my god i need to literally hold it together and then lauren she went are you ready and i was like no anyway she like <laughs> pulled the curtain across and i'm there with this face that was just like just like pure squeeze to try and like keep the tears in keep the laughter under control and i like came out i saw a few friends and i rounded the corner and there's this picture which i'm sure rich will put up of when like danny took a picture of me and my dad not looking walking around the corner just before rich sees me and the look on my face is just like it's kind of like you can tell she's happy but you can tell she's crying it's this weird anticipation face and i just didn't know what to do and i was absolutely like the tears were streaming because i was just like i can't keep it in like i'm so happy and excited to be here that i just i didn't and then i looked at rich and i was just like gone <laughs> she's like, oh, no, I'm marrying that. Mess. <laughs> but there's so, yeah. there's so many went sort of so quickly when it you know i said that the registrar was cracking jokes which was brilliant yeah like i was it was like you need to come around here and sit down and do the signing and i started moving she was like not yet like, sorry um and yeah um, it just we, was obviously so when lovely we, when we signed the registry we had um pointless by lewis capaldi playing uh only us from dear evan hansen yeah and a song called always by i fight dragons which is one of my favorite bands mm-hmm. um you couldn't really hear them because everyone was talking no, but was then like, you never do yourselves. you never we're gonna, do when we're you gonna do the signing here and do some pictures yeah. and things so we did that. We we you know we exchanged the rings. We kissed and all that stuff. And then we we it's quite awkward really because the way that Dodford do confetti is they do it only you can only do it inside because it's a hell of a lot easier to clean. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, it has to be biodegradable, which is fair what enough. we were going to get anyway. But yeah. you know that's that's also a fair fair um, sort Point. of thing to yeah. have. Yeah. Um, and then they were basically we walked back down the aisle to all the confetti, um, but we we walked out to um, I'm Still Here from Treasure Planet, Jim's theme, which, which if you, you know, know Treasure, Planet, Treasure Planet, you know the song. Um, obviously, it's right at the end of it. I had to cut, I cut into just the big crescendo towards the end. <laughs> you yeah. know that bit. <laughs> 
And it was like whenever whenever I'd tell people like that was our exit song, they'd be like, oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, again, if you've never seen Treasure Planet, go and watch Treasure Planet. It's Laura. Genuinely one of, <laughs> it genuinely probably is the most underrated Disney film. Yeah. It's absolutely it's brilliant. So I love good. it to pieces. Um, and that song is amazing. It's been written by John uh, Resnick from the Goo, the Goo Goo Dolls. It's him. Oh, 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 he's from the Goo Goo Dolls. Well, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. I love um, the Goo Goo Dolls. So, yeah, uh, it, that's his song and that was what we left to. But it was like we walked back to the bridal room. They had a they had a, a, a member of staff with champagne and a beer on it for, for us. Uh, and we just kind of then just sort of turned around and we just walked back into the ceremony room. It wasn't like we just disappear off for a while. We no. just kind of went, yeah, we've done the bit. We walked down the aisle and they've thrown we the confetti. We had like a minute pictures, or and two. Was, and then it was just like, okay. Let's go socialise. <laughs> yeah, we had a minute or two where we just stood next to each other and we were like, oh we, my God, we did it. Like, there we was got a point where we went into the bridal room and shut the door and just went, we've, it was kind of like, a, oh my God. We've done we, it. I we've done say, it. Oh my god, you look amazing! Because obviously, I did. I kind of whispered it to you at the, at the top of the aisle. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, "Do you like was... my dress?" Because I love my dress. <laughs> yeah. And then I had, I just had confetti scalp the entire day. My <laughs> and I had obviously confetti boobs the entire day. As as you know, I am thinning on top. Uh, so all of the sort of the tiny bits, because all, all of our confetti was like dried petals. Mm. Um, so all of the tiniest bits just got in my head. It was like <laughs> through yeah. my scalp Ooh. the whole night. Lovely. It was like, oh, <laughs> it's horrible. Um, and then, you know, we had all the pictures with uh, our family, you know, the sort of the standard posed ones, which yeah. again, we still had a lot of fun with. There's a picture of Amy and her bridesmaid slut dropping. There's a picture of me and my, my groomsmen, including my dad, my brother and my sister's boyfriend slut dropping. Um, we have got some pictures that we haven't got yet that are coming of like yeah. the four of us trying to pick up Amy, which oh my was an God. absolute I punched disaster. Cameron in the face, which was awful <laughs> and I feel horrible about. <laughs> um, and then obviously Amy and I went off and did our our pictures of just the two of us, which one of them, whichever we don't, whichever one we pick, will be the mm-hmm. thumbnail for the video on, on YouTube. Um, we went around and did those. We had a lot of fun with those. But Again, also, Danny I had... Understanding our, our Danny understanding our humour just knew how yeah. to sort of push our buttons and make us laugh. Yeah. Um, which meant that, yeah, the pictures look great. Um, but also my mum had gone through the trouble. Well, I'd say my mum, it was primarily my mum, but she also got Luke and my sister to help out at times as well. She had organised an entire bridal snack trolley for me because obviously I like to eat. We all know that. Um, but you I didn't want it, snacks during the day anyway. I didn't want anybody to go hungry because typically at a wedding, the one thing people say to you is make sure you eat because you eat in breakfast in the morning, but then you don't eat till like three, four o'clock. And that was for a ceremony unless at half past one. Yeah. And you just don't and, eat at all. Unless you're me and you eat all day. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that nobody went hungry because Rich's sister was like, oh, the last one that I went to, we barely ate anything. I was starving. I was like, trust me, that won't happen. So mum had bought this trolley like this little shopping it's like a pensioner's it's like a pensioner shopping bag trolley thing yeah that off ebay and um she'd gone to pick it up i think it was in like rugby or long buckby so not far but she went and picked it up luke had been upstairs blowing up balloons that literally said like congratulations or bridal or whatever they said they were like white wedding balloons and the night before the wedding they presented it to me as a gift at the restaurant um which was full of all the snacks that me and my mum had bought a few weeks before so during the day obviously we had this bridal snack trolley in the room with us while we were getting ready and like danny saw it 
And he was absolutely in hysterics at the fact that I had this full bridal snack trolley available because he was like, that is like one of the best things I've ever seen. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm a f- we're food obsessed in this family. So he took me out individually and did a romantic photo shoot with the bridal snack trolley as well. Because <laughs> yep. he was like, you've got your priorities right. You'd rather marry the snack trolley. I was like, trust me, I would at sometimes. <laughs> so we went out and did a full romantic photo shoot with the snack trolley and everything. Everything. It was so funny. <laughs> so stupid. But so it good was lovely. And because Danny didn't take the piss with like, you know, normally you go to a wedding and the, the bride and the groom, they disappear for ages. Mm-hmm. We were, honestly, we only maybe did about half an hour, 40 minutes of photos. And I mean, the rain threatened to start, which was why we kind of like, we, we didn't cut in, it short, but, but we got them done. Do you know what I mean? So we, were, we were comfortably done with them, and then it started to drip. And it was like, okay, let's go inside. Mm. So then we got to just walk around and socialise. We got to have canapes. Oh, the canapes. Right. Oh. The food. Oh. The food. So our can- So we only had... The, the venue comes with a caterer, which is fine. But yep. this caterers were, these caterers were incredible Jenkinsons. Good grief. The food was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our... The... the canapes we had we had like a barbecue meatball yeah thing it was a barbecue like there spicy was, meatball then it was a warm there cheese, cheese twist. twist yeah oh. and then honey the mustard sausages <laughs> honey mustard sausages are like crack cocaine baked and these honey were like and mustard oh. little cocktail sausages that were just like glazed in in honey and mustard they were so good and they were just amazing we obviously had because we had vegetarians and vegans there as well they had things like a a, a, a cauliflower like a bol- cauliflower balti on a yeah, little naan bread cherry tomato um, provencale you know things like yeah that. stuff like that um because we wanted to because when it came to food again another thing with weddings we weren't trying to go in thinking i would look like, well, like, we would like to sort of break every norm of a wedding but it's like there were lots of things that we did do more traditionally and then a lot of things we didn't mm. um so it's like when you go to a wedding do you get quite fancy food it's like you can do but we just want a big slap up roast dinner because yeah. a it basically pleases everyone so we don't have to deal with any fanning around with people who are really difficult about food but also it's a big slap up roast dinner mm-hmm. you're not going to say no to a big slap up roast dinner you can't so we had so for the when we actually went into the breakfast room um we had the starters were a prawn cocktail which was basically there because my dad really likes prawn cocktails and he said he wouldn't he said he wouldn't come if uh there if weren't, they weren't cocktails. prawn cocktail um there was bruschetta. a bruschetta which was the vegetarian slash vegan option yeah and then when we went to a taster day about a year before it was just after we got back from florida just before yeah. i started at frontier we went for like a taster day uh, and we tried a few just tried the food generally and there was a couple of things that we were potentially looking at and they served these mango and brie parcels they were phyllo pastry stuffed with brie and mango chutney and and like a a, uh, salsa homemade like salsa oh god and then served with little salady bits they were so we literally had it and went this is going on our menu so we put it on the menu i we but we basically both had the same thing didn't we yeah so we had that and even our photographer because they you know they'd worked the venue before when we saw that it was like, oh, you know, we, you know, we're going to feed you. Obviously, we made mm-hmm. them snack bags with loads of stuff in it anyway. But it's like we're going to give you a three course meal if you want mm-hmm. one because mm-hmm. we're not arseholes. And he was like, mango. Oh my god, you're doing mango. Oh, and it was parcels. the videographer. Hell, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that vi- Mark? It I was Mark. It was Mark was like, oh, the, their mango and brie parcels are legendary. I was like, yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> and they were incredible. For the main, we had uh, big. Uh, uh, honestly, it was like half a cow. 
the beef, beef. Was massive. Oh my god! It was delicious with roast potatoes, and then you got like a broccoli on it and a massive Yorkshire pudding, and then they brought out uh, bowls of, bowls of vegetables, vegetables. Um, for people, and that was absolutely amazing. The vegetarian option was a mushroom Wellington, which I heard was really really good. Oh, it was a vegetable and that Wellington. Was, sorry, vegetable Wellington, mm-hmm. not mushroom. Um, but that was the only thing that was like the thing that was wrong that nobody really noticed because we had requested. Because by default, it comes with like a Mediterranean tomato sauce. We'd requested to serve it with gravy. So it was more like a Just meat, a meat replacement. in the same roast dinner, which we which we kind of had to keep going back and forth with them when they were sending us the menus. They're like, oh, this is what it's going to be. And it's like, it's not tomato, it's gravy, mm. please. And it kind of turned up on the day and it was all tomato. But it nobody was like, you know noticed. What? Whatever. Nobody noticed. Everybody absolutely loved the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for dessert, we made both the desserts vegan for just for the sake of ease. super ease. But also, vegan desserts are absolutely fine. Most of the time, you don't even know. Oh it's my vegan. god! Let me tell you. So both of these desserts were absolutely incredible. We tried they're the huge desserts, as well, weren't they? Yeah, oh my god, they were massive. We tried the desserts on the taste today, and I was not happy about really any of but them. But they were like they brownies were and blondies. They yeah, were a bit boring. They were okay, but they were trying to be a bit too individual with the desserts on the day. They had like a deconstructed rhubarb crumble or something, or like a there was a creme brulee. It was it wasn't good. So I was not really ecstatic about the desserts but oh my god let me tell you they knocked it out of the we were park. like right so, we'll do a chocolate one and we'll do a fruit one so we had an apple crumble with soya custard and then we had a chocolate orange tart with vegan ice cream and like a um caramelized like disc on top Oh my god! Brittle, wasn't it? Yeah. I had both because not like two, not like one of each, but I tried both because I you had the both. chocolate orange tart, which was absolutely incredible. Um, the vegan ice cream. I don't really eat ice cream. Off the vegan a spoon. ice cream was really nice. Wasn't I it? ate all, but of it was that. like it was like a. It, it was vanilla, but it wasn't that sort of artificial vanilla. No, you could tell it was, it was lovely. like proper vanilla. Um, and the apple crumble was so just so good like that soya custard did not taste like soya at all it was just uh, oh god i could have eaten yeah. those desserts until the end of time like they we, were we, so good yeah the food went down so well it was all absolutely amazing it was really odd being served first like mm. uh, lisa the catering manager who was kind of like you know the, the maitre d basically of the of the of the wedding breakfast it was there like you know pulling our chairs out and sitting us down and putting a napkin on our laps and it's like this is nice like, but you really don't have i'm to. not this posh <laughs> we're not this kind of people um and you know we, we were going around we after we'd eaten we were doing laps of the tables to just see how everyone was doing get the chance to speak to people we hadn't done at this point in time and just checking on the food and obviously there was zero complaints from mm-hmm. anybody everyone mm-hmm. absolutely loved the food plates were emptied the wine was being drunk. Like it was, everyone was really, really happy. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking, actually speaking of the tables, we, um, for our like wedding, um, what are they called again? I don't know what the you're on bottles about. Bottles of Coke. Favours. Oh, favours. Um, we did, we, we obviously went back and forth a lot on this as to what we would do for wedding favours because people sometimes get like sweets and it's like, I don't like personally. I don't like sweets, no. so I, I'd be useless for sweets. Giving somebody something that's like a desserty thing, like right in front of them at the start, it's like, do I, do I eat this now? Because mm-hmm. then I'm going to ruin my palate for like the savoury food, and it gets to the end of the meal, and they're like, I don't want to eat it because I've eaten enough now. And, and having like, been a guest at a couple of weddings where they've done f- like food as favours, I can guarantee you most of it does not get eaten because people have the full meal, have the meal, thing. they're full, they don't want to eat the favour before, so they don't eat it after, and it just gets wasted. Yeah. And then we thought, oh, you know, I said, what about like a, a, a branded notebook? Because we'd 
I say we'd, I, this was my contribution. This was Rich's thing. I'd, I'd done a full house style. I'd done a monogram. Everything matched. Every single visual thing that we could do that was like printed on the website, on the invitations, all of it matched because that's just what I'm like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. Everyone was really, really complimentary of all that sort of the graphic work I'd done for it. Um, I was like, what about like a, a notebook or something with the monogram on it? And it's like, yeah, but you, A, they're not that cheap and B, most people will probably leave them. Yeah. So I said we to kind Rich, of went like, down the route of- if you if you're planning a wedding, the one tip I can give you is if you don't want to do favours, scrap them. No one really cares. But also- yeah. If you're going to do a wedding favour, people do not want something that is representative of your wedding. They want something that they can take home and use or consume on the day. Hence why I thought like a notebook or a pen was but a, a bit notebook more like... was a bit more like, oh, but it's got our wedding monogram on it and people won't really want to use it because it's ours. They want to use it because it's theirs. So they won't really use a notebook yeah. with our wedding monogram. It's just... So we, we kind of met in the middle and Amy is a Coca-Cola obsessive. She literally bought a Christmas jumper today from Sainsbury's because um, it's Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's so not. We, kind of, we, we kind of met in the middle. And so for our wedding favours, while we had no corkage at the venue anyway, which meant we didn't have to pay extra to bring our own drinks, mm-hmm. which we actually had to do for things like the drinks reception after the ceremony, we had to supply that, those drinks ourselves. So we brought in like orange juice, Prosecco. I brought in a straight dam. beer. And Freedom, which is the free equivalent because Australia Dam is my favourite beer. So I was yep. like, well, everyone's going to be drinking my favourite beer because it's my wedding. Yeah. Um, and so we, we had all of that come in. Um, but we kind of doubled down on that. Uh, and so every every place at the table had a glass, a 330ml glass bottle of Coke Zero with a rustic, like the, the craft, craft is what it's called, yeah. the sort of brown label. Because anything that we could do that was, apart from the signage that was like for the tables and for the like welcome signs that were white, everything else was like craft brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had a sta- it had a monogram stamped on it on one side and the date on the other. And it just, it was a Coke bottle with a label on it. it that was like, it. Basically, here's a drink on us. A lot of people took home the labels, which mm-hmm. is really, really nice. Because I was like, I don't care. Like if they get thrown away, they get recycled because they're, you know, they're craft and twine. It's, it's not like yeah. a plastic label. Um, as long as we can make sure it's all kind of recyclable and not anything that's going to go landfilly because yeah. it's just a waste of a waste of money and a waste of resources. Really, is kind of the approach we took. So those were our um, our wedding favors. And the best uh, part is, if nobody drank them, I got to. <laughs> Amy's just going around like, are you not open yours? Thank you very much. Literally. Just taking people's coats Because it was, I'm not a big drinker. I haven't been, I used to be at uni. I went for a phase, you know, we all do. We go out binge drinking with our uni mates all the time. But (laughs) I got to the point in life where I was like, alcohol doesn't do me any favours. I also now, like I said at the start, have a second um, chronic condition, which means that really I need to avoid alcohol as much as possible. And so I was like, I'm not going to be drinking much on the wedding day because I don't really want to. It's not going to impact me. It's not going to benefit me. So I was like, well, the beauty is if I've got Coke Zero as the favours and nobody drinks it, then we could just collect them all up at the, the, the start of the reception. And I could just, because we had bottle openers on the tables for everybody to open them with. And I just went round and literally any unopened bottles, I was like, yoink, having that. Like, yeah. Yeah. it was just it's so, my wedding <laughs> and obviously not everybody drank them which is like no, there was no expectation to but I think people were quite happy at the fact that they had while they were still going around with the beers and the Proseccos and bits and pieces like that for like like they came to me so many times mm-hmm. with a tray full of beer and I'm like please I'm having the alcohol free stuff until after the first dance but like 
I've had enough. Thank you. But like people obviously were happy. They got basically got free drink offers. The bar was open so they could go get their own drinks if they wanted to. But that was what we did for our favours. Um, now you might be thinking, you two do, do, you do a Doc 2 podcast. You both like all your nerd stuff. Where where was it? Where's the nerd like, where stuff? Where was all the nerd yeah. stuff? <laughs> so that was where our table names came in. Because we... Our very early draft, our tables were Harry Potter spells, but then we mm. realised that it's a bit too a, weighted. It kinda, a it kind of leans into one thing too much, and also yeah. it's kind of hard to do. While the idea of having a spell and then the centerpiece of the table is like representative of the spell. If it's Lumos, there's like candles or lights or something. It was too difficult. And then you go, Alohomori might have keys, and then other things. It was like, what? What would we have now? Yeah. Sectum Semper, there's just blood everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we decided to we decided to kind of again go with that kind of idea but we we made our table names like nerd things that we like that, that, that mean something to either myself or to amy or to yeah. both of us and they became our table names mm-hmm. so the going kind of down the order but if i can remember them all by like order ish um the first table that we named was scaro yeah which obviously people listening to this podcast will know, we'll know what, what that, that is, is. Um, there was some artwork on the. Um, I'll actually. I might put them up on screen. Actually, yeah. there was some artwork on the on the um, uh, on the place name that showed a silhouette in our color scheme of what it was or mm-hmm. something representative of it. So, if people didn't know what it was, they might get a prompt or something of, as to what it might be. So we had Scaro. Yeah. The next table down was Aventura. Yeah. Which is a theme park Port called Aventura. Aventura in Spain, which is where I went a lot as a kid. Amy went to it as a kid, and Amy actually took me to Port Aventura after you. After for our twenty-first birthday. Um, for our twenty-first birthday, I've not been back there since, and I'm dying to go. So mm. we had Aventura, we had Lumos, Lumos which is the obviously, obviously. the Potter spell. Yeah. Um, so we had like a Hogwarts silhouette on that. We had uh, Atlantica. Yeah, which is uh, from the Little Mermaid. It's where. Um, Ariel and his family and King Triton and everything live like under the sea Uh, so that was (laughs) but I just I didn't want it to be quite so on the nose Little Mermaid yeah we wanted stuff to be a little bit more like uh, implicit like yeah. we didn't want to be like super I didn't want to call a table Dalek yeah. like Scaro's a little bit more tasteful yeah, that was kind yeah. of it was tasteful that's what we went for mm-hmm. um, we had Montressa which is the planet that Jim Hawkins from Treasure Planet is on mm-hmm. and that's his home planet so that was uh, that was a link to Treasure Planet yep. um, we had Aperture Aperture which is while the artwork alluded to Portal it was kind of a double entendre because Amy studied photography I studied media production I still work in like media production so, so it was very yeah be it real cameras double or entendre, fake cameras there's, but also yeah, we both love the Portal games and... it was more weighted towards Portal the artwork yeah. was Portal uh, we also had Odyssey, yeah, which is a ride at Port Aventura, mm-hmm. which Amy and I both love to pieces. I mean, so when I was younger, I was obsessed with dolphins, like to a ridiculous degree. And the, when we went to Port Aventura when I was younger, I was too small to go on any of the rides other than this one called Sea Odyssey, which was a 3D simulator ride. And you get in a submarine and there's a dolphin called Sammy. And this dolphin takes you on a torch. They've got a headset on, which means they can convert their clicks it into translates. English. Yeah. And they take you on a tour of this underground and then you bump into a big sea creature and it's all about escaping the sea creature and stuff. I, I was obsessed with this ride i literally went on it four or five times me and my siblings loved it it was incredible so we had a 
table named Odyssey because my car, I've now got a Fiat 500 in mint green and she is called Sammy after this dolphin on the ride. So it and felt... And you have a little plush toy, Sammy, in, on the dashboard which that is we from had from you. years ago. Yeah, yeah. so I've, it just felt right to call this table Odyssey. Yeah. And then we had October. Yeah. Um, which is a triple, triple October. Mm-hmm. One is obviously the year sorry the month we're getting married because it was october the 11th Mm -hmm. it's also the month we got engaged because Mm -hmm. i proposed on october the 14th yep 2021 but also when we lived in newcastle and funnily enough all of the what culture lot were sat on this table um we lived in october courtyard yeah so it's kind of a a, a triple october is my favorite month of the year it's spooky season also yeah spooky season it's just the best like so we it was kind of like a quadruple entendre so we named a table october was that all the tables uh we had eight so lumos aventura uh scaro aperture montressa october um what was missing uh, yeah, I can't remember. What are we missing? Oh my God. We're gonna have I'm gonna to open. The, I'm gonna open my the Google find doc the Google document with our table names on it because I'm trying to think of what they were all called. We should know this. We've, we we should. went through so many, uh, so much changes. So Scaro, Aventura, Lumos, Atlantic, Montreal, Odyssey, Aperture, no, October. We have yeah. got them. Yeah, yeah. So those were our tables, and it, honestly, we were like, oh, this will be. This will be the kind of conversation starters. So if you sat people on a table who maybe don't know each other, which obviously we ended up having to do, mm-hmm. um, maybe they could, they can talk about you know, how they know the bride and groom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then what does this table name mean? When when Amy was getting ready in the morning, I had the staff who was setting up the tables. They were there trying to work out, were they all, because they weren't all linked like no. into a singular theme apart from it was stuff that we liked. But I did explain them all and they were going, oh, I recognised Montressa, but I couldn't mm-hmm, work out what it was mm-hmm. from. And then one of my friends was like, is Odyssey a ride? Yes, it is. Oh my God, I was right. You know, everyone was kind of working out we what We had a lot of people as we went round, because we went round after the meal and spoke to each individual table to make sure that we didn't miss anybody. And everyone was like, oh, what is the table named after? Like, why did you come up with that? Like, what does this mean? I think the only table that knew exactly what, the, what it was was Scaro. And that's yeah. because it was the bridesmaids and my siblings. And they all knew and what like, Doctor well, Who is. Well, that's Daleks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what Doctor Who is. So, so yeah. Um, so we, we did the lap uh, and I, I was getting more and more nervous because then we did the speeches because we did the speeches after the food because we're not monsters. Because we're not going to make um, you sit hungry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Through all of our rubbish. So we had quite a few speeches, a bit out of the ordinary. Um, Amy's dad, obviously. obviously my my dad bride. was the MC, so he was the guy who introduced us when we first came into the breakfast room um he was also the one who started the speeches to say you know hello everybody welcome blah blah blah, blah. we're now gonna go to the father of the bride which was martin amy's dad mm-hmm. um so he did his speech it was really 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 sweet he had it was really good hat. and um, you know what i was kind of dad's speech i was like a bit nervous because he has a habit of being the typical embarrassing dad telling bad dad jokes you know but he did really well at his speech it was really lovely and it hit all the right notes and he obviously got a dad joke or two in there but they were really like they were like the kind that you can laugh and groan at at the same time you know they were good yeah then uh, amy's mum yeah my mum did a speech tradition traditionally the bride's mother doesn't speak um, but she did a speech as well. I mean, I mean, your maid of honor, your sister didn't do a speech. No, so your but that's because she wasn't in place. She wasn't really wanting to talk, which is fine. Which is fine. Again, we weren't going to put. We weren't going to pressure people into no. doing that. But your mum did a. Your mum did a really, 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 really lovely speech. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and for, for I finally got a blipper for her gates. Yeah. For, for very quick context, my mother-in-law runs a dog sitting business and she's got electric gates to stop the deck to stop the dogs getting out. And Amy and Laura and their cars have all got little controllers they call blippers to open the gates. I have to get out of my car and punch a cone in to open <laughs> because the gates. So, my mum and him have a running joke about son-in-law points and how Rich haven't earned <laughs> enough son-in-law points yet to be able to get a blipper. <laughs> but then during her speech one of our friends from the Scara table stood up with a, like a, a really, really frivolous pillow with a blipper on it and presented, like presented it to and me. And this blipper is tiny. It's like a it's few just a little centimeters remote control, two rectangular. But this pillow was massive. So it was presented on this like really and big cushion. Everybody who was in on it was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And like 99% of everyone else in the room was like, was I like, have no what? idea what this is. But it was so funny on. for us and it was so worth the joke. You know so I mean? now I've finally, I've finally made it. He's finally got um, enough sunny little points for a blipper. <laughs> my just kind of hopping over because then it would then it would have been me. We basically went from one end of the table to the other, which wasn't deliberate. It just kind of worked mm. out that way. Um, my brother my brother did his best man speech. Which, which was really lovely. It. it was really, really lovely. Um both myself and my brother got a mention of my nan my mum's mum who i mentioned earlier who you know her picture was on the table and it was quite it's quite emotional seeing her seeing her there the picture that was on the table i've literally got on my desk right now Mm -hmm. it's she's still here she's always here she was very very important to me and to all my family and everybody that she knew Mm. um really we wouldn't be in this house if it wasn't for her no um she died uh, almost 10 years ago now um but yeah she died was, literally about very, three months after we started seeing three each months other. After we together and it was and i mentioned in my speech that i, I really wish amy had met her because i said we were only together a few months when she mm. died so i always while it wouldn't have been while it was a bit like you know would i really take this girl i've been dating for like two three months to go visit my nan like this is this is important for me mm-hmm. like i only only the best get to meet my nan um but obviously in hindsight i wish that you had but okay. i got i got a uh I gave her a mention and said, I'm sure she's up there having a whale of a time, um, which she would have been. Oh my God, you would, if, if, if my nan were still here, she would be 95 mm. and she'd have been spinning on her head on the dance floor. Oh, she no. was so excited about <laughs> our wedding. Good grief. Um, but I got a mention in, my brother got a mention in and he, he the reason he went to Tesco that morning was because he went to buy a, a pack of Milky Ways because my nan used to always keep like chocolate, predominantly Milky Ways in her bag. So whenever they go out to like the football or something, she'd always be like snuffling my siblings' Milky Ways. So my brother kind of alluded to her and then passed me over a couple of Milky Ways. And it was like, no, that like, was passed really them over sweet. my mum. And my mu- I, me and my mum were just like, oh my, oh, oh dear. Um, and it was a really, really lovely, lovely, lovely speech. Got, he got some cracking jokes in. He did. Um, and then my dad ended on a speech as well because my dad, ever the showman, um, did did a speech with some old pictures and some jokes. He did the the telegrams from people who couldn't be there because unfortunately a lot of my more, like not immediate, immediate, but like my, my, my family. Your extended uh, family. My extended family couldn't come for for a multitude of reasons. Some of them genuine, some of them not, but we won't go into that. But he did, you know, the, the talking about... Um, uh, the, yeah, the, the messages of who wasn't there and made a cracking joke about my it. boobs. <laughs> yeah, his opening line was about how they're an absolutely great pair, and then he paused for just about long enough people to go, "He's not actually talking about his daughter-in-law's tits, is he?" No, and then, and he, then he went, the, "Oh, the, the, the two, two of them make. make," you know. <laughs> and it was like, obviously, we, obviously, all of us on the top table, because 
our families, the Hudsons and the Parsons, get on so well. We yeah. are on the same level of these things, but sometimes it was like pushing that humor bar to see how far we can push it. Mm-hmm. And people were in hysterics once they'd realized that he was actually alluding. He was kind it of, was, he was yeah. definitely alluding to your chest, but also kind of pulled it back. And that's fine. And it was just <laughs> the amount of time he left in that line between saying it and, and putting the punchline in was just enough to make people doubt, like, oh my God, is he actually saying what? Um, and that was really lovely. And he, he handed over a, a skateboard and an orange gilet, which is the startings of a Marty McFly costume, mm-hmm. which we'll get to. Um, as for me, my speech was hopefully very, very good. I cried a lot, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely threw in a lot of jokes at Amy's expense. That's fine. I threw in, a lot, I threw in jokes at that. my expense because that is... As you probably know from from listening through uh, to this podcast and, and sort of getting to know us and the fact that you guys wanted to hear about this day and everything that's been going on, um, you know, it kind of means a lot, really, that you guys are invested in not only what we have to say about Doctor Who, but also just kind of us mm. as, as content creators, as a couple. Um, so I, you know, I alluded to this, the, the jokes about things, how I lowered the humour bar with my you know, my, my, my new family and the jokes I've gotten past my mother-in-law make your <laughs> eyes bleed. Um, I joked about marrying the wrong sister. Which was very funny. I've got my sister-in-law's fit. My what sister can I say? Is, yeah, she's fit. I can't yeah. deny that. And it's been, a, it's been a running joke for the last 10 years. Not so much like I'm only with Amy to get to her, but I will very much be like, you're really hot. And we just kind of lean into that. <laughs> it's, and it's funny. It's, it's, it's fine. It, it's funny. It definitely made people kind of like you know double take like did he just really but it was so it went down so well the joke it went so so it went down so well um and then i did allude to doctor who very briefly in my speech basically when i i'm not gonna go through the whole thing but when i when i wrapped it up i I, the the first thing i come up with for my speech was how i was going to end it Mm. um and basically i said that somebody in my position on a day like today would say that they're they're excited to spend the rest of their lives together but not me because the rest of our lives isn't long enough and i went through loads of stupid things like you know it'll be in well God, how many years time would it be i had it written down yeah you ah, did. it's like 780 years time when busted released their seventh album people found that really funny i think they thought because it was like oh it's because they release albums slowly it's like no because that's the year 3000 when they yeah. released their seventh album etc i said you know it'd be in 140 years time when they resurrect david tennant again to play for the, the 200th for the, anniversary yeah, of doctor yeah. who it'll be in thirty thousand years times when they finally cancel the simpsons it'll be in a million years time when i finally admitted i should shave my head because it's, it's thinning a bit too much um i said you know it'll be in and eventually I ended it saying that it'll be in a hundred trillion years time when the universe has ceased to be. Nothing exists. Time, space and matter have simply finished. Maybe then in a hundred trillion years, that'll be enough time at Amy's side. And I was blubbing like a bloody baby. That's, what, that's, that's, <laughs> that's how I finished my speech. And I said that complete, obviously completely from the heart. Because while Amy and I do get, very much get off of the fact that we just rip the piss out of each other constantly. You know. Yeah. But there are obviously, we are a very, very in love couple, but 
we, it does it just doesn't bubble to the surface because it does it just bubbles to the surface in its own way which is we just yeah, tear each we, other apart yeah which but is also, kind of how i was brought up if you meet if you sit with me and my family we oh just God. tear the living daylights out of five each other. minutes into a meal you will have no skin left if you're not hard wearing like it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know but we we do love each other you know and i think this is one of the things that people kind of like they don't see with us is they see the banter they see the humor and they see a level where we just get, we get on because when we're in public, we're not particularly PDA. We don't do, we're not heavily. But it's not like we don't. No, no, no. Like but I just mean to, we're like. We're not like all over each other. No, but that's what I mean. Like we're not those couples that stand snogging in the corner because they can. We're just a happy together couple. But when we're at home, obviously, although we still do rip the crap out of each other, we'd, we're obviously not. We do love each other. We do show each other affection. We do make sure that the other one knows that we love them. And it's that having that actually presented to everybody was... It kind of made, it really makes that day hit home. Yeah. Just how special it is. That it's almost like you guys get to witness us actually being nice to each mm-hmm. other for once. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, people was, people were in bits after my speech. You know, I had so many people say you your speech was absolutely incredible mm-hmm. um and i'm really happy with it because i got i got some really good laughs in i got a few like ooh moments in um from people and just yeah it was good it, it was, was it literally couldn't have been and that was and that was that like, okay i can i feel comfortable now i've eaten now i didn't eat everything like i didn't finish each plate i finished the parcels because they're absolutely whereas delicious. i had extra of everybody else's <laughs> yeah extra of everything <laughs> I was still kind of I was able to eat more because we'd we'd had the ceremony that was done um, and all that sort of stuff. And then in the evening at this point in time, I mentioned to my speech when I was thanking everybody. I thank you to Dodford. Thank you to Jenkinson's. Thank you to to Danny and Mark. Thank you to all the the people who helped out with Amy's stuff, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And I said, oh, thank you to this this guy, Tom, who's turned up with a thing. Um, And if you don't know what it is or if you do know what it is, don't tell someone who doesn't know what it is. So then when we'd finished milling around, we'd done the speeches and everything, it was like, okay, now we can just sort of relax until eight o'clock, which is when the reception guests will have arrived by, ready for the cake cutting of the first dance. Parked outside was a fully kitted out time machine DeLorean. This was the, the big juxtaposition of everything was very tasteful, and but it was still very us. Then there was just a DeLorean parked outside. It was outside. just a so for the big people, nerd item. <laughs> the people who were turning up we're obviously seeing it first yeah but then everybody kind of milled outside everyone kind of followed us out and then we were seeing people walk around the corner and see this delorean parked there and just going oh my yeah wow and you know what that is so cool i'd also like to give a shout out to the weather because we were it was the this was, was the week in October like four where it was five beautiful. days before, wasn't it? It was really warm. It was like twenty odd degrees, and we were like, "Oh my god, it's going to be lovely." And then the day of the wedding, it was supposed to piss it down, and we were so gutted. We were like, "It can't, like, please God, if there is a God, just do not rain all day." Um, there was obviously contingencies, like it was no dramas, but we bought brollies and stuff. Yeah, like the rain what it was like it was listening to us and it it basically i like to think that the weather had seen all the crap we'd gone through this year and gone you know what i'm just gonna hold off long enough because it only rained it pissed it down at seven o'clock in the morning which unfortunately my hairdresser got caught in but we dried her off we gave her some <laughs> towels we warmed her up you know everything was okay 
Um, and then it did not rain again until four o'clock, which was literally the moment we sat down for the wedding breakfast. And then it pissed it down for three hours. And then as soon as it hit seven, when we had to go outside and see the DeLorean, it stopped raining. I was literally... And then it didn't rain for the rest of the day. And it didn't rain. It was, I was ecstatic with the weather it was because amazing. it just happened to be exactly right. So, so, yeah. Yeah. So we all went back outside. People were in and out over the course of the rest of the night. We obviously had people were like Tom was really happy with people to go and sit in the DeLorean, which he did such an immense job of mm-hmm. making that thing look absolutely perfect. It was so down to good. like finding the exact same alarm clock that yeah. Marty uses when they, at the end of Back to the Future 1, like the exact same one. It's like, this is crazy amount of detail he had the um uh, obviously the date october 11th 2023 on the on the dashboard so we with those picture point of us pointing at that mm-hmm. i bought some cheap sunglasses some cheap aviators because i was like if we're having this delorean there i want our wedding picture to be us recreating the poster yeah and that's obviously people have already seen that because i've already posted it everywhere but it's on screen now if you're watching on youtube that is like our wedding picture and that's with the skateboard and the gilet i got from my dad my mm-hmm. mother dad um just for that day um we got one of me in my suit as well which i'm keen i'm keen to see yeah um as well but that was like our wedding photo but people were so amazed and that danny is this... a huge back to the future fan yeah, as well so when he fan. knew that we had a DeLorean turning up he was so excited and when he saw it he was like oh my god this is so sick and he went round round setting up all his artificial lighting so that he could do a hero shot with us in the DeLorean, we did a which proper, is, yeah, it that was shot so that good seen is that was the shot the that shot he from the we did yeah. we did some before where it's just him but then yeah he's like i'm gonna mm. set my lighting up we're gonna do this properly uh-huh um which was which was amazing but yeah. that that shot happened after the first dance so we when people arrived no no, no it was before so people, the first dance no we did after oh the photo you mean oh sorry the proper right, one yeah, we yeah, did after yeah. the first dance we did we did some stuff before without his lighting and uh-huh yeah. so it got to 8 o'clock we went back inside because obviously all the all the evening guests had arrived seeing people we hadn't seen in, in donkeys yeah and then you know like new friends from like from frontier for me who who made the efforts come across and, and yeah be there for the people evening, from my job and just you know people from my people old from, job people, and some of our friends came job. from scotland mm. for just the evening which is amazing of them our cake topper so we had, uh, again, another thing against tradition. We didn't have a fruitcake. Who wants fruitcake? Um, we had a Victoria sponge with a caramel drip, yep. which looked amazing. Vanilla buttercream um, around the edge and some autumn leaf-like sugar um, work on sugar top. Sugar leafy things, yeah. yeah. So we had that as our wedding cake. So just one tier. Um, and we had a decked out Stitch and Angel from Lilo and Stitch. Little, as the cake topper. Like what they call plasticine, but not plasticine. They were like, yeah, they were like, fi- they were fired models. Yeah. They were they were they were like little wedding ones with a little top hat and a little um veil and all veil. sorts of stuff. So we cut the cake, but also rather than having a massive cake, Amy baked 160 cookies. Yeah, I did. Four different flavours. <laughs> um there was chocolate chip, which were vegan, there were double chocolate chip, which were vegan, and then it was salted caramel and pecan. Yeah. And white chocolate and raspberry. White chocolate and raspberry. And they went down. And, and they were storm. they were incredible. Ugh. Again, it was like with the food, it was like, let's just do stuff people are gonna like. Nobody wants fruit cake. No. Nah. Not everyone will probably want cake, but cookies are gonna disappear. And the cake was beautiful, did. don't you like but the cake the, was amazing. But only half of it ended up getting eaten because the cookies were there. And I baked 160 because we only all together had like 90 something guests. But I was like, if there's like, you know, that plus like a half again, then 
everybody can have multiple and there were people like taking stacks of them home like it was literally <laughs> like people fine. coming in with napkins like putting them in a bag and i was like that's fine yeah. we literally we brought whole... home one cookie one solemn cookie left in and that the was because it just ended up in a basket <laughs> and we were like we we're gonna throw gonna that eat. away yeah. <laughs> it's pretty there for three days jenkinson's for the evening there were loads of different options we could have done but it was like we could just have a buffet mm-hmm. so it was like sandwiches sausage rolls more honey and mustard sausages and those of you cookies those of you listening there were know wedges I love a buffet. And, yeah <laughs> wedges and stuff and the, but i didn't eat anything in the evening i was Neither quite happy i, I kind of really. wish i did just because the honey mustard sausages were there but people said the food was brilliant in the evening as well mm-hmm. which was not a surprise so we cut the cake amy fed me a cookie um and then we did our first dance which has been our first dance number for as long as we probably have been since the first year of our relationship i mean when we you know you talk about that not so much like, oh well, yeah we're so in love we're gonna get married one day it was just the sort of we always we kind of always found it interesting hypothesizing what our wedding would be but this was always apart from us being the couple mm-hmm. this was the this was always the the song and it's already home by a great big world the same band who did the number that amy walked into um and that's been our first dance forever and finally hearing that music start being stood in the middle of the dance floor with everyone stood around us watching mm-hmm. it was so it was obviously very tranquil but it was also kind of strange to think that we're finally here yeah and i like this is this is it i was anticipating our first dance because you know what first dances are like everybody stands everybody watches you it can be quite awkward you can feel really awkward but yeah and i didn't want to feel that awkwardness but we did like genuinely in that moment i did not care that anybody else was in that room apart from the two of us and it was like we were just so invested in that song and what it meant to us and how long it had been a part of our relationship because every time it would come on in the car we would be like singing to it like emotional about it yeah Bear in so, mind, in, in, in two months' time, Amy and I will have been together for 10 years. Yeah, we've been together so, since 2014. It's been a long time coming. So it's, yeah, it was definitely, it was like nine years of knowing this was going to be our first dance and finally getting to have that happen with everybody that we loved just there to watch. And there were quite a few people in that room that got quite emotional because seeing the way that we got so into the song in like a completely different we, for the last setting. sort of half of it we were just singing it yeah we were just singing it to each other just enjoying it just like having that vibe and obviously we did get it all videoed by the videographer but we've got loads of people videoed it for us while it was happening and so we've got multiple videos of it but it was just so like i don't even re- really remember anybody else being there at that point and danny was wandering was around taking us. photos and like the flash was going off but it didn't even occur to me that that's what was happening it was just me and rich and it was just to be able to sing it to each other and just enjoy that moment and it was not awkward in the slightest and i was so thank pleased god. yeah thank god <laughs> and then um, we had we had one request for the song following the our first dance which was obviously crash the wedding by busted which went down very very well storm. everyone just everybody clambered onto the dance floor and just went at it and then he obviously amy and i massive theater people we met at musical theater society we had a few show tunes on the playlist and the dj just 
knocked it out of the park by following Crash the Wedding with You Can't Stop the Beat from Hairspray. And it was so good. The vibe. The, the temperature in that room it was skyrocketed. Boiling. Because we were all, <laughs> we were throwing shapes. Oh my God. And having an amazing time. And some of the um, photos that Danny got from that, like, just those few songs there's alone. One fo- I, I'm going to put it on screen. There's one photo where there's just Jules like like grinning into the camera and it just kills me every time I see it. It's I mean, so good. it was so good. You can good. see us all just having such an amazing time. Mm-hmm. The vibe just stuck through the whole day. There were people who were ta- talking to Amy and saying, you know, we could tell that everything you did was for you, yeah. not for everybody else. But then we still did it with the knowledge that there are other people experiencing today with us and we want to make sure everybody has a good day, not just us. But it wasn't and that we did it for them. It was just like everything it was, that was we special did it for everyone, to us. Yeah, but we made it. We still, obviously, you can tell it was curated by us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, people started to to some people started to leave over the course of the night. We were kind of chilling out in other rooms, and the dance floor reoccupied. There's a point where me and my friend from from uni, from musical theatre, I hadn't seen in a few years. We were both stood at the bar, and um, uh, Night to Remember from High School Musical Three came on. And it was just like, yeah, sorry, everybody around us. We're going to go dance. And I was like, where's Rich? Uh, Where's Rich? (laughs) (laughs) So, and then we we started congering around the room when uh, when Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News came on. And then we we ended with, we had two songs to start the night and we specified two songs to end the night. The penultimate was uh, The Book of Love by Peter Gabriel, Mm -hmm. which if you know Scrubs is the song that plays as JD watches his potential future being projected onto the Goodbye JD banner in front of Sacred Heart, um, which is funny because like we both love that song, but like one of our friends went to a wedding and they, I think it was their first dance or something and she was just in bits. Mm. And as soon as the song came on, I just kind of looked at her and she was already going. It was like, yeah, sorry. Um, and then we wrapped up the night with The Heart Never Lies by McFly. Which was so good because it's such a power tune. and it It's was, a very, it's McFly's power ballad. It was yeah. just such a good song to end on because it's just summarised like everything that we kind of felt throughout the day and just leading up to it and the last 10 years yeah and so it was just an immense way to end the night and that and that was it the the day was long i don't look at it and think that it went by quickly i think it was paced i think it was yeah i had a lot more in the morning when we got to the venue but Mm -hmm. like I don't look at it and go, God, I blinked and it was over. Like no. I remember every every single moment of that day. I mean, I it find does go quickly. Obviously, going through the picture, it does. Yeah, yeah. I find myself going through the pictures so frequently. Yeah, and I mean, getting the, this is the first time we've had the chance to talk about it to somebody with this kind of depth. Mm-hmm. Like I've been over it with a few people as to like what happened. But you can't. You, know, you haven't got I'll time. I'll give you, the, I'll give you, you, the, I'll give you the quick notes on it. Um, but getting to go through it in this kind of detail. Um, yeah, you know, you all um, listening today, you wonderful people who continue to put up with us and our our sporadicness yeah. of escaping Castebarus, you've had the chance to actually hear from kind of start our mouths finish, exactly yeah. how the day went. And I mean, you know, the it does go quickly. Of, the stories of things that people not everybody knows. No, you know? and you have to go around and talk to everybody, and there is a lot of expectation on the bride and groom to kind of get around everybody. And it, we only had a hundred guests maximum, and there were some people that I spoke to very, very quickly once, and then couldn't speak to again because I wanted to enjoy the evening. I wanted to dance. Yeah. I wanted to literally enjoy my own wedding. I didn't want to spend it feeling like I had to be a socialite. And there was a few times when I spoke to my groups of friends that I'm really close with a few times I spoke to people that I invited like from work and things like that and but it all just was perfectly like you said it was perfectly spaced it was perfectly paced it didn't feel like I was rushing around at any point but 
it also did in a way like when you're the bride and groom at a wedding you definitely have to have this air of expectation that the wedding is almost not for you it kind of is for your guests and that's what we had put into it but we also wanted it to be our day so we had that perfect balance between it being our time and everybody else's time um so yeah it was it honestly it could not have gone any better like the day was perfect from start to finish and you know we got another full english cut like hotel breakfast the morning after i so ate i ate the morning complaining? after it was amazing <laughs> so yeah. yeah it was it as, was phenomenal as amy said it was perfect in in quite literally every single way mm-hmm. not a single thing i'd have changed yes there were people who were not there who i'd have liked to have been there be it because they were they had excuses or they were dead mm-hmm. you know <laughs> either or really sorry pal um, but but that at no point did I feel like it was lacking mm. because of a lack because there was somebody who wasn't there or because something didn't happen. Yeah. Everything went just perfectly, and there's been like there were no dramas, no. there were no issues. You know, you read horror stories about weddings, literally none of none it, none of it, and I mean literally nothing went wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody, and I mean everybody, had an amazing time. So much so that. We've got in the next eighteen months. Amy and I have got four weddings to go to. Yeah, we've got my sister's in March, and then we've got uh, a friend's in August, a friend's in October, and then one of my bridesmaids in the following April. So, and they were all at this wedding, and very smugly on our part, we've kind of set the bar. I've had many people message me, be like, "What did you do for this? Like, how did you do this? Like, what about that?" And I'm just like. You can ask me anything, darling. No, I mean, that sounds we, really snobby. We but like... didn't go in with the, the idea that we needed to make the best wedding that anybody's ever been no, to. No, because we couldn't, do you know it what just, I mean? It, was just... it just turned out to be that kind of day. Because, mm. like I said, everybody understood the assignment, which was turn up, have, have fun. a good time. Yeah. That's all you have to do. And There's was... no expectations on you. No expectations on us. There's nothing awkward that no. could go wrong. We kept things simple for a reason, both in terms of food, both in terms of logistics, both in terms of decoration and everything like that. We kept things simple so things didn't have to... There were, there were less things to go wrong mm-hmm. and nothing went wrong. And I think... And the... at the end of the day... No, it's okay. But actually, no, you go, you go. I uh, was going to wrap up. I was going to say, get I your, think... Get your point in. I think the, the, the vibe the idea that we did it for us and not anybody else just meant that everybody else could come in and have that good time because we weren't trying to set any expectations. We weren't going in there going, oh my God, you guys are going to have the best time ever at our wedding. Like it's going to be so good. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. We just did everything because we wanted to and we wanted to have a good time or we wanted to enjoy it, but we wanted everybody else to just be comfortable, enjoy the day and have a nice time. And the, the like everybody since the wedding like in the days following and on the day and just they were all just like saying this has been incredible like thank you so much for inviting me we're really thrilled to be here but we're so glad that it's gone exactly as planned for you both and you know the days following it wasn't wasn't even really a come down it was just a nice gentle relaxation we were just we just stayed happy we're done like Like, that's it yeah because that because there was it was it was emotional in places where you got kind of heated emotion, not not negatively, positively, obviously, but otherwise it was like a super chill day. Mm -hmm. There wasn't so much a come down because even though it was the best day of our lives, hands down, 
it didn't kind of go so far that you came crashing down afterwards. Mm-hmm. We got back to the hotel and it was like, yeah, that was that. Sleep. That was that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, sleep. God, it was absolutely knackering. So Sophie Appleyard put a question on Twitter. There were some more questions, but we've, I feel like we've kind of answered We're them at just two in, hours and 15 anyway. minutes now. We need exactly. to like... We've been, here, we've been here for over two hours. I'm, I want to make a rest I'm hungry. Sophie asks, was your wedding everything you dreamed of? And the simple answer to that is obviously yes. And that's because I got to marry my best friend. Oh, thanks. Who (laughs) obviously I spend a lot of time with. Some of that time is spent recording and you guys get to hear it. So that is where we've been. Mm -hmm. That's what we've been doing. And hopefully this gives you, I say hopefully, it, it gives you an insight into our lives for the past well, wow, 10, yeah. 11 months. I mean, yeah. and the thing is, we're at this point where it the wedding happened, obviously, mid-October, and you guys are probably thinking, well, hang on a minute, it's like mid-November now, what the hell? Like, you know, and we've had a lot of stuff. We've unfortunately still got some things going on. Nothing's perfect. You know, the new house has been an issue in some respect. It's been fine otherwise, but, you know, we've just had little bits here and there that crop up, and it's not been the best it's not been the worst it's just been things that we have to deal with kind before of we can get our lives hitting the ground running with life yeah, after the wedding it, just it, kind of got stopped short on the first day it was unfortunately so, you know, not really a breathing space we're, so we're, we're getting back on top of it but today was the chance to go okay we can actually do this today mm-hmm. hence why we have it's been lovely to get to re like while we've had that horribly negative opening the first hour of this was just us whinging and bitching Mm. but we needed to get it off our chests um which is nice to kind of do but then also getting to relive um relive our wedding day um which is still it's not surreal that it happened i know for a fact it happened yeah but it's just it's 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 a it's a obviously it would be a core memory but it's not I think some people might take a bit of time for it to kind of sink in as a core memory. For me, it's just, it's right there. It's there. Straight away. Mm-hmm. Here we are. So that has been our our updates, our life update on to, as to where we are. And normal programming will be resumed from next Soon-ish. time on. Soon-ish. <laughs> Soon, whenever that's going to be. We need to look at the calendar because obviously we're winding up to Christmas now as mm-hmm. well. And it's like, oh God, we're gonna now we need to worry aim, about that. Look, we're aiming for the next year. We're hoping beyond hope we'll probably try and we'll probably try and get something out before christmas if we can obviously this coming saturday is the star beast and the 60th anniversary specials are coming so i'm obviously gonna be doing youtube videos for that some of them turning around pretty quickly the Mm -hmm. first episode i've got to do like that night which is going to be interesting um but yeah i'll do that then i'll worry about that future rich can worry about that so we might be able to get some torrent stratagem in before christmas we'll have to see how things go if we get that window (laughs) no guarantees since especially since we've got I said the three specials from next week mm-hmm. onwards and then obviously the Christmas special as well. And also just Christmas so, in general, we're busy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's great. We're seeing family. Unfortunately, and it's at so. that point where we are going to have to admit with the podcast that we do want to go into the new year being like a bit more on Basically top of what it. we wanted to do we last year. We want to try and do year. it like we did last year. Obviously, we all know life can be a bitch. So we have every intention, as we did last year, to be better. And we don't have to be quite so involved with everything we had going on this year because we haven't got as much yeah. coming up. So we're hoping next year will be a lot easier and a lot better. <laughs> yeah. 
and we can we actually have the excuse to make time for it because we don't have anything coming up well we have from, a f- like, my sister's wedding needs and eventually to be a priority. eventually a honeymoon but like otherwise yeah. we can we can try and hit the ground running with it and if you're wanting to know exactly when stuff is happening with the podcast please follow us on twitter at casterpod that's where it all happens no rich not twitter it's x I am deliberately not calling it X, and I've deliberately not said X Please because it's Twitter. Please follow us on X, formerly it's known as Twitter. Twitter. It's Twitter. It is Twitter. <laughs> so everything is on there. Don't don't come knocking on Instagram like where's podcast. It's like it's on it's on Twitter. Twitter. If I've not said anything on if I've not said anything on at Casterpod at Twitter, it means it's not there yet. Mm-hmm. It's not coming. Wait until I say hello. We're about to record. Send us your questions. Then you know it's coming. Okay. I know that you guys don't hound us. Just need to get that out there. We do appreciate all of your patience, especially over these last almost like seven five, months, four, five months, something like that of, of this. But like I said, we told you where we were. We we yeah we we I did preface it saying yeah we're going to be away for a while, and now you know why. But I hope you've enjoyed this last two and a half hours. I'm going to make a big slap at roast dinner now because I'm starving. Mm -hmm. As soon as I mentioned it, my stomach went, yep, and just started rumbling. So (laughs) I'm going to go do that. Um, Amy. Yeah. Where can they find you on on the old socials? You can find me at Ames underscore Elizabeth. Ames is A-I-M-S. Not Ames underscore Hudson. No, because Shame. my name on Instagram is now Amy Elizabeth Hudson, but my handle is still Ames underscore Elizabeth. Yeah, there's no point changing that. No. I'm still pick up change toe on everything, basically. So please do, please do. And have a look on the YouTube. If you're on the YouTube. I released a new video yesterday. And then if you're excited for the 60th, which I'm sure you are, um, stay tuned as well. On there, pick up change toe on YouTube. Now they've finally introduced usernames properly, which mm-hmm, is good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the 60th specials are going to get the uh, standard review treatment from me uh, starting this next weekend. Or this coming weekend, actually, it'll be tomorrow. When this comes out, it'll be oh tomorrow God, to start yeah. East. Because we're recording this on Sunday. I'll release this on Friday. So everybody look out for that. I'll see you on YouTube in like a day. <laughs> the people who the people who are subscribed to me is like, oh my God, there's so much activity all of a sudden. What's going no. on? <laughs> But yeah, thank you all so much for listening with us. I hope you've enjoyed our ramble about life and about how special our day was and, you know, really glad that we got to share it with you yeah. in some way, shape or form. And thank you for bearing yes, with us. As always. We do yeah. always appreciate thank it. Thank you all so much for spending some time with us again. Enjoy the 60th specials. Take care of yourselves, all of you. We'll see you at some point. Stay tuned at Castapod on Twitter as to when we do Sontaran Stratagem might be next year at this point and it'll be a double bill don't forget Sontaran Strategy around the Poison Sky watch watch both parts first until then take care everyone we'll see you soon bye Bye. I'm waving why do we wave we're waving (laughs) Waving at at each each other other. (laughs) goodbye Amy (laughs) goodbye Richard